and we are live hey concrete you sound like a chipmunk uh let me drop down and come back up okay girl hey everybody what's happening we back did y'all miss us did y'all miss us we missed y'all at least i did um got a chance to take some much needed time off and get some relaxation in you know took a little vacation with bay they're relaxing how's everybody doing shout out to everybody who's in the building i'm losing my voice hey you good hello like a chipmunk um but it is it sounds like alvin and the chipmunks um, oh god i wonder um i'm catching a little bit of static just a smidge but <laughs> i can't hear anything you're saying but it sounds so cute um okay uh, um, <laughs> let me let me try it one more time sorry okay Shout out to DMAC, the Chucka Hood Servative, Ograph803 on IG, Toya the Tutor, what's up? Oh, Trey, you over here with the black girls today? Welcome. Marquise, what's up? Eugene Steele, what's up? Princessa, hey. Kate Toad, what's happening? King TT, what's up? Emmanuel Briggs, hey and um yeah we here <laughs> we starting to act like expose the manosphere <laughs> that's not a good thing well i don't know i don't know problems i don't know problems um <laughs> i'm just calling out some things that i was seeing and i was just like damn oh he says the black women on the couch came late you know what the the dynamics of it looked so crazy now now i just saw them that it was just dark-skinned women on the couch and i, I thought that was interesting <laughs> especially after everything that happened um yeah what's going on people anti-social socialite in the building what's up gabe what's happening gang gang um how's everything going gabe spencer toe what's happening um hmm. concrete might be back concrete can you can you hear me hello i honestly don't think she can hear me i can i can hear you sorry um yeah, I, I don't know what that was about, but my apology. Um, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you fine. How was how has your week been? How was your weekend? Because we actually haven't been here since last Wednesday. So how was your week, and how has your week started off? Um, my weekend was totally, totally awesome. 
Carlin and I went to a birthday party um, for one of my aunts and we had a great time. The funniest thing was we were like the youngest people there. And you know, that's really saying something because me and Carlin are old as shit, but <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun. It was lit. Um, old people really know how to party especially them old country people. So we ate good, had some good drinks and really had a good time with the old people. The old people was putting us up on game. So that was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And shout out to my auntie. Hey, if you listening, TT, happy birthday again. We enjoyed her. We enjoyed her so much. Um, And this week has started out really good. Um, I'll get off into more of that as the show goes on, but it's been a great, great start to the week. Now, the only thing I'm going through is, um, honey, my back yeah. is killing me. Like, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> like I feel old as hell right now. Listen, trust me, I can feel you because I'm having like just unexplained pains. Like my, um, I used to run track, so I have tendonitis, and like now my my foot is hurting for no reason at all whatsoever. So them unexplained pains, child. Listen, listen I'm like, what the heck? Where did this come from? I feel like I'm about sixty five, going on eighty. <laughs> Not sixty five, going on eighty. Uh, look at him! Look at him! The wall. <laughs> Honey, I can't listen. I can hardly bit. Never mind. I don't oh. want to sound like that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's real out here. And get some Epsom salt or, um, or a heating pack, child. Listen, you know me. what? I didn't even think about a heat. I'm a heating pack, baby. Tonight. Do one. Listen, better, <laughs> child. I'm gonna have to do something because yes, the wall, the wall beating the brakes off my ass <laughs> right now. <laughs> Whenever I have like a crook or something, you know what a crook is, like get a crook in your neck or I sleep wrong, like I use a heating pack and it's like so comforting to me. Like I'd be wanting to go to sleep with it. My fiance be like, don't go to sleep with that heating pack in the bed. <laughs> so why? Pack, I don't know, child. Like, I don't know what he think it's going to do, but it's like, you know, it's a modern heating pad. pad so it's not going to get too hot, but it feels so good. So. Try it, I, I I'm gonna have to do something because this is not the move. Yeah. Um, yeah, girl, I might even have to go to a doctor. 
Like, well, try OMG. to heat the first and tell Bro Curlin to bust out that massage oil and hook you up and see how that works. Listen, you know how massage go. That shit happens for five minutes <laughs> oh, and yeah, you yeah. already know what the deal is. <laughs> Listen. Go ahead and send you to a masseuse because ain't nobody. Something. Because that's what happens. You know, you five minutes and bounce chicka a man well. I'm sorry. Never mind. Don't tell him. Just tell him to send you to send. Tell him to send my good sister to a masseuse. Don't tell him. You already know. Um, but what's going on, child? It has been a week, not just for us. We both enjoyed our weekends, but it's been so much going on. I don't know where to start. I'm gonna let you kick it off, girl. Let's start with the Brett and um, Judy. Judy girl, they didn't got married. So they got married. Um, they really, really look like they had a beautiful wedding. But I'm gonna tell you what was really, really surprising to me. I've been trying to figure out like who was the most masculine in the relationship, but they both had on like wedding dresses, and so I'm still like lost. I was like, oh. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, I I thought that they were both gonna be in like tuxes, or it was gonna be the brat in the tux, or even Judy because Judy is hella masculine. But they were both in wedding dresses. I was so surprised. It's to me that um, the brat is a stud, so you know. uh, No, girl. Now I know she wore a dress, but she's supposed to be a stud, you know. You really have to look at Judy. Judy is hella masculine. So when I what? Yes. Um, I think I've just seen behaviors from Judy. Judy is uh, Judy's a beast. Like Judy's a beast. Judy, Judy is just as masculine as Brat to me. Um. Judy seems to run the relationship. I I think Brat might be the simp, but you know. But maybe Judy has that alpha energy, but Judy's previous relationships were with men. So being that she was the feminine person and well, I don't know if you call it the the female in the her prior relationships. I assume that she is the one that is the femme and the bride is the stud. Plus, the bride always dressed like a guy. Judy don't dress like a guy. Judy wears very form-fitting clothes. The bride always got her pants hanging off her tail with a ball cap on. So, I, I thought... Uh, Listen, but, the but then when I saw... Br- yeah, so when I saw Brad in a dress, I was like, oh, I thought she was going to stud it all the way out. Brad then... Um, yeah, it was interesting. I, I always find it interesting because I just knew Brat was going to be in a tux. Once One of them was going to be in a tux because I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> I was surprised by that, but I don't know. It's just interesting. It was interesting to say the least. Um, yeah, but Judy, uh, the Brat has let Judy like play in her makeup before and kind of like, you know, so like she'll like let Judy dress her up. Plus, even though the Brat is... I I I assume she was a stud. Like she does wear makeup typically, like often, you know, for shows or when she's making appearances, she often has on makeup. Although she'll have her hair in ponytails or braids, but she wears makeup. Yeah. Um. 
this you remember this, when like they what? like <laughs> like a stud used to be all the way stud and hey, like man. the femme used yes. to be like all the way femme yes. and so i, oh, I don't God. know you it's know crazy I, I was watching a tiktok where this guy he is well where this stud um was on like a tiktok and he was saying baby these new age studs are not like his generation that they was bull you know what like there's a difference <laughs> and that's what i'm used to seeing growing up when right. I saw, yeah they was like very masculine like very much penis in me they were giving but now it's like they could they could flip you know they could go either way listen i i was just like oh oh mm -hmm. you know when i saw brett in a dress i that really surprised me i was like oh yeah. okay interesting stuff gotcha mm -hmm. Um, but anywho, let's no, talk about to... let's talk about Mary J. Blige and Michael Jordan, honey. Oh, child. Mm. I saw the photos. I thought it was innocent because I saw the actual like clip. But what about you? What, what, what's your thoughts? I think uh, Mary must have been Mary was dressed up like Monet. Michael seen Mary and was like he wanted some of that dark meat. Um he grabbed mary up like hey friend i ain't seen you in a minute girl you know i i be thinking about you you know i miss you and he grabbed mary up and mary mm -hmm. fell all off into that hug like <gasps> oh daddy listen i could he, see she it did. she did it was like almost like this air of familiarity like kind of like what's mm. what, what you doing after this like he was whispering in her ear but I took it to just be like, you know, he, he probably was flirting a little bit. I'm sure his wife wouldn't have liked that. But, um, you know. Yeah, cool. you said you thought it was innocent. Could your husband hug a woman like that out in public? No. <laughs> innocent or not? Hell no. What you mean? <laughs> and he wouldn't want me getting hugged like that and not being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I, I really thought it was interesting with like the lower back um that lower yeah, back is generally a signal like we doing the yeah. nasty listen that is kind of like you know that that's the universal that, signal yeah. of like we 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 on that type yeah. of time yeah I, I, agree. I agree yeah so when he touched her lower back then i was sitting there thinking like I wonder how his wife responded to that. But now, if she had any good sense, she she ain't had shit to say. You, you let Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, like honey. It. Yeah, you know what though? <laughs> I'm sure she didn't like it. But um, that's a good question. I wonder how she responded. She he got him a submissive wife woman, so she probably ain't say too much of nothing. But um, <laughs> they said Mike was tired of the raisins and the potato salad. Oh, listen. listen, he chose it. He chose it because I know Juanita was cooking him greens with the ham hogs and child mm. whole Sunday dinners. But um you wanted the raisins and the potato salad. So enjoy. Listen, um, but Mary was like, you could touch all over it. Mary sitting over there tired of paying a damn alimony. Um, Mary said she didn't have to go back on tour. Said, yeah, that, that alimony broke her, baby. She said that alimony broke her. Mm. I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is, okay, you know how you can go to child support court and men can go and get their payments reduced you know, like people can go to child support right. and get their payments reduced. I'm trying to figure out, is that the same 
does it the, doesn't the same like thing? That when there's a court order in place that's because the child support services there's not an actual court order or and or if there is like generally with the child support services before you reach the level of obtaining a court order they will try to do enforcement so they try to do their own enforcement however even if there's a court order you can obtain an attorney and try to get the court order modified but it's typically different when there's an actual divorce decree um that that's going to be uh you're going to have to go through a lot more to get a modification on that than you would on like just a child support order. Cause I'm saying but, like, if Mira's saying she ain't got it, then she ain't got it. Just I'm like sure Tasha Kay. She didn't have it during the, Oh, we got to talk about her, but I'm sure she <laughs> said she didn't have it during the actual court proceeding. She was putting it out there that he had stole her and was leaving her penniless. I'm sure she made that plea to the court. Yeah. Um, Mary, I mean, she don't know nobody that knows somebody. Listen, you know what? I'm not about to do this with you. I don't know. I'm just saying because can do can do ass. If you got the money, you damn sure wasn't gonna enjoy. It. Listen. listen, oh, you know what? Hmm. Um, but um, let's shout out to R B Aura. Let me shout out to R B Aura Network. He says there are eleven manosphere channels. And 3.7 million black YouTube channels. Let's not focus on a, such a small part of black YouTube. Hashtag we all black. Hashtag the RBR network. Yes, um, we hear you RBR. We talk about generally general topics, but maybe he, maybe that's towards somebody in the chat. But no, nah, girl, I, that I, was toward us. But we don't we. You know, I think you have to be in oh. a certain mode to where you have to speak RBR because I ain't gonna lie. It's like once a month where I can fully understand his message. He makes a yeah, lot baby, of sense I to me. Don't, uh, put too much energy into it. I, I'm not. <laughs> uh, um, I want to talk about Tori and Meg. I, I'm ready because girl. Uh, they, he hella all over the interwebs, all over Beyonce, Beyonce's internet. They acted a plum. Ooh, child, Meg, Tori, DJ Academics, Meg been into it for the last couple days, Tasha K, the whole nine, and Meg been into it with folks the last couple days, baby, she needs to go take a vacation, do a little uh, breather from the internet, and just take a little social media break, because uh, all the stuff that came out, so Tori and Meg had a court date. I think it was a pretrial court date today that ended up being postponed. But mm -hmm. DJ Academics tweeted out that during the um, pretrial that it was going to be disclosed that um, Tori's DNA was not on the gun. Meg started arguing with DJ Academics, telling him he didn't know what he was talking about. He said he saw the actual paperwork. So they start arguing. She calling him fat. He said, uh, you know, I ain't telling fake facts. I'm not none of um, Trasha K. And Tasha K got Ooh. involved telling him she got people in her inbox uh, accusing him of grape and, and, and drugging them. Child, just a hot 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 mess i was like what in the entire head oh and tori said the truth be told he was because uh meg said if you didn't do it why was you apologizing and she screenshotted a message he said he said i was apologizing for sleeping with two best friends baby i slept with you and he said I, I was apologizing for having good d and sleeping with oh. two best friends Child, oh I, I, was I see why she beat him up. No, I see no. why she beat him up. 
I see why she was fighting him. But you listen, got to that before. Listen, you couldn't do it with mine and not get your listen. Um, I, I don't condone violence against men. I think that women should stay in a place. However, however, you you know, I still got a bit of hyena in me. And yeah, I, I understand why she why she was uh why she beat him up. I, I get it, you know. Yup, she should have beat his ass. You sleep with my best friend, you ain't gonna be sitting around walking you won't you wouldn't have been able to make that tweet out of broke that <laughs> listen. Go ahead, girl. Let me read the super chat. Shout out to JTC. He says, RBR, it's always good to hear your wisdom, brother. Keep pushing P, King. Um, thank you so much, JTC. Um, Naima, a chick, has... Uh, wait, wait let, me, let me highlight it. I'm not trying to sound sexy. <laughs> I just, you know, I just got up and yeah. And then, you know, you got your voice and then you got your voice. You know what I mean? But, oh, it was Megan who took him from her best friend. That is so true because she was dealing. But the whole thing is, I don't know. I don't know. Because, yeah, that, that was trash. That was trash behavior on her end for sure. That was hella trash behavior. And she needs to get that resolved she should have she should have got somewhere and relaxed this d has caused her so much that d didn't caused her some problems she been back and forth in court she been arguing on the internet for the past couple of months it's been ridiculous like damn was the d worth it i hope i ain't gonna even say because he a little guy and he may be a little guy. Like, I hope it was worth it. I really hope it was worth it. Um, yeah, because it, it's definitely not a good look. They fighting like some straight up hoes. Um, the stories hasn't been consistent. People probably been getting paid off in the background. It's just not a good look. Concrete, you back. My uh, bad, child. Hello, sorry. I hit my um power button on my computer and then I had a have a delay coming back in. Um I I just feel like it's so much going on and it's kind of like the water is so muddy. You don't know who to believe or what to believe. But I can say at this stage of the game with all the information that's being relayed I'm starting to truly doubt that it happened the way that Meg said it happened for two reasons, because her friend also said, alluded to something going on with her and Tori, meaning the friend and Tori, but also Meg claimed that she was extremely drunk. And I think they said in the initial report, she was saying she couldn't remember what happened to her. Um. Yeah, uh, Doug, what does height have to do with anything? Height has to do with a lot of stuff. Um, it, it mainly because he probably wasn't Meg's preference. Meg seemed like she was going through a rough time and decided to give Tori some pity pussy. I mean, what you talking about? Why do you why do you think that uh why do you think that she just genuinely wasn't interested in him? Because I can see you know why you would assume that, but I guess for me, 
the fact that she was so public was hanging out with him all in her lives they all out to kylie jenner them house going to pool parties going all over cali like they were very public if she didn't if she was trying to keep it on the hush hush i think the girl was going through a rough patch and you know when you're going through a rough patch and you got a dude in your ear and he's saying the right things and and he had to to say he and then she was trying to get some produce some beats and shit produced for her 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 uh record mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i think meg went but it just it just <sighs> wasn't a good look like yeah here, here, here. I, think, I don't know <laughs> i think personally i really think maybe she wasn't feeling him like that, but maybe he put it down and she wasn't expecting it. And that's what resulted <laughs> in her like really falling for him. Like, dang, I wasn't expecting that shot. Listen, so, he must have had that surprise now. <laughs> he said that's what he's guilty of, having the good pee. Listen, Tori had that surprise like ah. Listen, I am trying to, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, truth be told, I, she don't even seem like she really all that into party. Like, she don't seem like she that into party. But she was, like, always all smiles in all of her lives that I saw Tori in. Like, they partying, having a good time, super funny. You know, very, very, um, like, there was almost like a chemistry between them. And I don't see that with her and party. It almost seems a little forced with him. So I'm wondering. Yeah, I think it 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 seems like parties probably more into her. Um, I don't know. I you know, I I think they look better together aesthetically. I think it's a it's more palatable. But yeah, I I just I don't know, child. Meg 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 then got herself in a bind. Now party up here tweeting Tori like, don't talk to her. Talk to me. Come see me. like i mean and that's what he's supposed to do but at the same time i'm gonna tell you something when a man i want to know your feelings about this because you probably don't agree let me scoot closer to the mic Mm. um not that i need to because i know i'm loud as heck but um when a man if if your man is defending you and he's telling another dude don't talk to you come talk to me but you continue going at the dude don't you think that that is like a contradiction to what you're like should you fall back if your man hollering at another guy telling the guy hey come see me don't don't come at my woman then should you also fall back and let your man handle it you should absolutely fall back because now that should be a thing um, first of all, it's not showing that she's submissive to her men if she continues to argue with other dudes, especially after he didn't told her to get her ass somewhere and sit down. Um, it seems that she undermines her she undermines his protection for her and it's it's still very very masculine behavior so i don't think she's under the spell of this new d this new doing this new doing new d ain't got no hold on her to where she'll want to get someone yeah because you know it's it's times where your man will tell you get your ass somewhere and sit down let Mm -hmm. me take care of this and you say okay daddy i'm I'm over here i'm gonna tell you something like like i'm okay so online if i'm going at somebody if we have a disagreement on the platform my man ain't gonna be like all right you know that's enough like chill out and you know but like let it be something where someone alleged to have you know hurt me or something like that like 
it, it's, it, there's not going to be a me going back and forth with a man regarding something of a serious nature like that. And should my man involve himself, and he ain't even one for a lot of words, but should he involve himself, like that means, he don't even have to tell me to though. That means yeah. for me to sit the hell down and, and shut the heck up. That's what Absolutely. that means. Like when he inserts himself, oh, okay, it's no longer. It, it's not a man woman situation. Right. This is a man versus man situation. Oh, and unless my man getting his ass beat in, I'm gonna jump in or something like that. But if it comes down to where y'all is talking online, I'm definitely going to bow, bow out gracefully. Right, right, right. Um. But shout out to B with your messy ass. He says, hi, Danny. Glad you were able to make the show today. Wasn't sure if your lips maybe might be sore from kissing Tommy rear in over at Not So Tough. I mean, oops, I mean, Tough Talk TV. Talk about softball. Have a good show, y'all. Um, first of all, I was trying to represent for the dark-skinned, masculine women that, you know, y'all say we dark-skinned and masculine. We don't know how to act. I was trying to conduct a good interview. Now, now, now. Um, see, I know you niggas don't know, really know how to conduct business, which is why we was over at Tough Talk anyway, and y'all was over there watching us. Um, let me get you straight. Uh -oh. Y'all niggas don't know how to con conduct business. So what you niggas will do is get over there and be yelling at the nigga. Y'all going crazy. Y'all, nigga, you said this about Kevin Samuels and you talking about dark skinned women. Nigga, what you want to do? And then y'all have been sitting over here talking shit about me. And I was just like, hey, mm -hmm. you know what? We, we got to really like, hey, you know, and I, I was trying to be very feminine i i try I, I felt like i conducted a very professional interview and then you know, that opens up right and i think that opens up other doors so if i had been over there like nah motherfucker we saw you over there talking about dark skin women's and nigga you can't do that we dark skin and you dark skin and your mama black i can't do that you see how that work oh, okay Sit your Listen, ass down, if, if you would have went in, though, you'd already know what the narrative would have been. See, I told y'all these angry dog skins, women's, they can't control <laughs> themselves. Like, you already know what it would have been. Then, if I'm sitting over here co-signing a woman bowing up at your motherfucking ass, then we still wrong. Because, and the, and the point was, the woman bowed up at the man. I, I, I didn't agree with Tasha K's view on it. I expressed that. I felt like it was a really good show. I'm I'm glad you tuned in though. But shout out to Mr. Research. He says equal seeing dark skin Mae West. Where is she at? Oh, a dark skin Mae West. What you gonna do with that, Mr. Research? <laughs> oh, um, hmm. Um, we had some drama on the show. I I, I definitely want to get into that. We um, definitely have to talk about it. Yes, <laughs> honey. But anyways. He says, uh, shout out to D-Mac the Trucker. He says, thank you for taking Tabitha down. Good job. Y'all love to see women go at it, boy. Listen, you know they gonna keep up more shit than the women. Um, y'all missing his hands. Listen, I am trying to tell you. Mm. A shout out to Grinch. What's up, Grinch? He says, LOL, Concrete's voice just now, though. Um, yeah, it was, listen, it was a very interesting show. 
it was a very interesting show. Um, <laughs> let me see. Look, look, look at this messy ass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dropping down your own co-host. Once Tommy played fake victim, though. Ooh, Yikes. Ooh. Um, you know what? I was. Uh, what, what was that? Oh, I worked on my second job, so I didn't get to catch ex anything except the beginning of the stream. So didn't see any of that. Definitely looking forward to like the little short recap or you kind of, you know, um, kind of breaking things down for us because baby it seemed like it got pretty heated over there listen hey shea butter um so tommy we we were talking about tommy and tasha k and mm -hmm. um the young lady involved shea means um tommy pulled up on us and Tabitha, one of our uh, one of our former co-hosts, um, really had a lot to get off with with Tommy. She really wanted to get her opinion across, and her and Tommy ended up having a bit of a back and forth. So they're going back and forth. It got to a point where he was starting to yell. Um, she was bringing up points that had already been debunked and discussed and um like like i said he was to a point of yelling she was still going um back and forth with him and so i sent her a message and said you know i tried to send her a message um via email um saying hey you know like take a deep breath and relax um prior to that though i'm not gonna front on her she did volunteer to drop down and i, oh, I was okay. like i i don't want you to drop down i actually want you to stay i want you to stay up here i don't mind you having a, a dissenting opinion but there's an order there's an orderly way to do that right, and if you end up on a show with um and i'm not saying I'm not saying that, no, fuck it, I'm gonna go. If you have somebody that's a, a bigger star and you're trying to get an inside scoop, you kind of have to let them get their shit off. You let them get their shit off and you calm, You let her calm down. Um, you let that situation calm down. You can go in and hit them with another question, but you don't have to keep like if he's talking and you're trying to talk and he's talking and yeah, you know you gotta you as the host as one of the hosts um, right you know you gotta be the professional and yes. like you know so to be completely honest I don't like Tommy so to to be uh, impartial would be difficult for me um, as it relates to the points that I'm relaying however I can I know how to maintain professionalism so I get what you're saying you have to be able to be the professional and allow him to say what he's uh, saying because you never know what can be revealed or you guys may have that's you know, the exactly drop or some information that no one else has listen so I get you. right and so it was just like um I don't want it to be um really really crazy i want it to be um i wanted it to be a, a safe environment for future future endeavors um and so it was okay. just like oh wow i i don't i i wanted i didn't want them going back and forth not mm -hmm. to the point to where he was yelling and i felt like we would have missed out on an opportunity 
I think the um the interview went really really well. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed the interview. Um, I think Tommy enjoyed the interview. I think everybody enjoyed the interview. I but I felt like I had to make a decision right then because I was more interested in getting the scoop, quote unquote, than their actual back and forth um with each other i was more more interested in um seeing what he had to say about the behind the scenes stuff and mm -hmm. i felt like uh we we actually had a lot of good stuff that you know i felt like we got a lot of good stuff out of that interview um, I thought I actually thought it went good. You know, I hate that. And, and, you know, Tabitha and I spoke behind the scenes. I didn't want to drop Tabitha down right then. But I felt like I was kind of pushed into a corner um, and having to choose the interview versus um, somebody who wouldn't scale it back. And I just wanted her to scale it back a little bit so we could get to the yeah. story. And I, that's all it was. Um, um, B said something really interesting. He said that he found that when, um, when Tommy was on, um, Bernard's that he felt like he overprotected Tommy and, you know, kind of shitted on his own audience in order to do so. Um, do you felt like you there, you overprotected Tommy and do you felt like, um, you know, to to the extent of where you know you weren't concerned about your other um hosts you know what um i don't feel like i overprotected him versus the whole show if you're trying to build a show and you're trying to build a brand then you have to protect your brand first yeah. outside of tommy outside of um right. It was outside of Tommy. It was outside of Tabitha. Mm -hmm. I I chose to protect my brand. Yeah, you had to make an executive decision. And I and I felt like I had to make an executive decision. And you know, I if, if she had a if she had a and and this is the thing, mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem with any of her questions. I felt right. like she was the only person up there who offered a really different perspective I that like none that of us. Her, I, I did too. I do too. I, I, to be completely <clears throat> honest, when I've watched, I like the fact that she kind of gives people pushback. Um, yeah. Like, really and truly, I think that that is, you know, you kind of need the different dynamics. And But I understand your position from the perspective of we brought people into this space that would be considered extremely controversial. Um, I can't even think of his name. The guy who was here since he was 11 years old. And like there was a shield of protection around him when we had him on the panel because of the fact that we knew that it was a very sensitive topic and that people would be extremely triggered. So if we are, as the host, wanting to protect our guests from the audience, we don't then get to jump all over them too, you know? Yeah, and so it was just like, you know what? I'm going to make a decision. Um, I tried to resolve it behind the scenes. Um, things didn't work out in the way that I would have wanted them to. Um, Tabitha did choose to part ways with us. And it, it <clears throat> excuse me. And it is what it is, but right. um, I really felt like I was put into a position to where I had to do what I had to do. And it was nothing personal um, because had the same thing happened anywhere else, it would have been the same result. Had it been anybody else it, and it, it wasn't anything personal against her, it was what I, I felt like I had to do. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't really, I don't regret my decision doing it. Yeah. So. 
Uh, shout out to number 16. He says, how did you feel about Obsidian being quiet like a church, a church mouse when Tommy was up there? I felt like that was interesting. I felt like uh, with him being quiet like a church mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Obsidian has been a very interesting character for years. Um, okay. I've seen I've seen um, some displays of this behavior when he gets in a very hot spot at times. And so um, it wasn't sh surprising or shocking to me. I, I just, you know, it's like I feel like I know who Obsidian is and I expect Obsidian to Obsidian. Not making any excuses for him, but, you know, um, Obsidian is going to Obsidian now. I don't think Obsidian is necessarily like scared business um, because I've seen him go at people um, that you wouldn't think that he would go go at. Um, so, you know, um, and it probably did behoove him to uh, handle that like a professional because yeah, that's probably a good thing because it probably would have got ugly. So exactly. Yeah. Right, and, you know, people in the chat wanted to see him go at Tommy because of previous statements from his from some other shows i think that would be better for like uh like if you were mediating like a one-on-one -on -one, you know what i mean i felt like maybe that wasn't the place for obsidian to go at him yeah so. and so um that's how i took it so <laughs> yeah b i'm uh, with you though i think that i'm sorry just quickly uh b i, I kind of agree with your sentiments as it relates to tommy so and we'll talk more about that when we actually talk about the actual topic he was saying that um Tommy, like how Tommy reacts as, as it relates to when he gets pushback. But we we gonna get off into that when we talk about the top. Grinch says, "How much I got a super chat for concrete rolls to show that poke?" Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> you could, but, but good night, Grinch. Hey, uh, this is, this Grinch, trying to keep to up some shit. Uh, like maybe he always, <laughs> always. Uh, Shout always. out to Mister Rideau. He says, "If you can't tell me what." I said, why am, why I, am talking? I talking? Yeah, I don't know what, he, what, what he's trying to say. He said, riddle me this. <laughs> and I can't um, even decipher that, Mr. Rideau. Interested interested to see what you're referring to, but I don't know what you were meaning by that. <laughs> right. Shout out to our boy KD up in this thing. Thank KD, this sent us the money, child. Thank we you, KD. You. Thank you, yes. thank you, brother. Shout he out says, to B again. He says, I didn't realize old girl left. I don't blame her. Y'all got her on as a voice of pushback, <laughs> then punished her for pushing back because it was Tommy shaking my head. No, no. Because that's how KD, KD aggressive as a muff. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Um, not KD, excuse me, B. B KD sorry. Is, sorry, yeah. yeah. B. Um, we didn't mind her being the voice of pushback, but there is a way to conduct yourself when you need to conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. If you have somebody that's talking and you try to interrupt and he's getting frustrated, th then you relax for a minute. You relax. You let him get his shit off. Then you come back with your question again. Right. Um, you don't you keep arguing you don't keep arguing with uh somebody that's in a volatile state because it makes the situation more volatile i felt like i said and y'all can run your show how y'all want to run y'all show but mm -hmm. that's the way i chose to do what i chose okay. to do 
Oh, okay. You know, I think that um, I under like I understand. And this is the problem about being objective. Like, I, see, real talk. I like Jessica, uh, not Jessica Tabitha, because she does give pushback and she does kind of um, bring a interesting element and dynamic to. She did bring an interesting element and dynamic to Thanks. the show. Just very different from a lot of the other opinions that are stated on the show. But I do right. understand. You know, you had to make an executive decision. But, but more importantly, I understand that there is a certain decorum that you want to maintain like you have a guest you're building relationships you're building up a platform so as a result you don't want a platform that is uninviting right and be stop lying on us no that's not true because when we've had guests up here um i would say the yeah. only guest that we allowed to really really get it and get all get it off with somebody was fantastic and sir ism other than that, you could go back and check the tapes. Go back and check the tapes. When we've conducted interviews over here, um, we don't generally allow people to come at a guest. And you could, it could have been Tommy. If it was a big story and the person who was a part of that big story came up, I am going to protect the person with the bigger story, especially if it comes down to over talking, interrupting, asking the um, same questions repeatedly. Mm. Yeah, it, it's no. I understand that. You, you, know, you don't have to defend your position. Right. Um, shout out to Mr. Research. <laughs> he says, Rose said, not just a That was actually a Freudian slip because I was, yeah. But, anyways, um, I, I think though, too, like for me, you know, you guys have seen, like, we don't, me and Danny don't always agree on everything. However, um, I think that we know that we have a professional relationship in addition to, you know, our personal relationship. And, and like, we, if, if something is getting too hot, we have the ability to text one another and be like, hey, okay, chill, just give it a second, you know, or whatever. So right. I do wish that, you know, that message, Tabitha would have gotten that message and maybe just dropped herself down. Because, yeah, you know, and she offered to, she okay. offered to, but it was like, it's it's not a fact that I don't want to hear your messaging or don't want to hear your pushback. I just want you to be able to let him speak when he's trying to speak because this was this story was all over the Internet. Right, um, it was. They damn near broke That's the Internet true. with this story. So true. come You're on. True. Have some Here's common true. sense. No, um, shout out to D-Mac the trucker. He says, I'd rather listen to T Tabitha than Paco. Mm -hmm. um, shit, we're going to have them both. Uh, you know, and, and it's no beef with uh, Tabitha and I. Tabitha and I have talked behind the scenes. We actually talked yeah. this morning. Um, yeah. You know, there's no beef. Just, Hopefully just Tabitha come um, come join us um, for a future show. And, you know, yeah. we could just talk to her. But there's no beef with Tabitha. No beef yeah. at all. Good, yeah. good, good. Like That's grown good. folks. That's the thing. Yeah, we can handle things like adults. And I don't know why the men in this space like refuse to believe that black women can conduct themselves as adults. That there doesn't have to be beef when you know uh, we decide if if you know people decide to part ways. If someone gets another business venture, if someone is you know um, invested in this versus this, like we know how to conduct ourselves as adults. Like you should want to see your counterpart grow in various ways because it will 
undoubtedly have a positive effect on what you guys are building together too so yeah the problem is is you have a lot of guys talking um about things that they wouldn't be able to handle uh had they been in that same situation mm -hmm. and you know it's easy to to say what you would have could have should have would have however you would have did it mm -hmm. no get in that situation and then go you know um yeah baby i know what i'm trying to do and i know how to do it watch out for me i got it. i got it uh anywho what else you got girl because let me see i did have one other quick thing aside from everything that is going on in social media and like i said it's been a lot and clearly um it's been a lot going on in the youtube sphere as well as we all know it has been lit over here i've been watching streams like what in the entire heck is really going on um yeah lots of interesting stuff going on i guess the only other thing that i have it's very quick two two minutes um so do you know the um butt lift leggings from amazon right the ones that i'm not allowed to wear oh okay probably <laughs> so don't say are, that no 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 no. i didn't mean it like that okay so there are leggings where the seam goes through the crack of your tail. And a lot of women have been wearing them to the gym because they're leggings to work out in and yada, yada, yada. But there are a plethora of women who have complaints about men looking at them. There was a man, um, there was a pastor, I think, that actually said something to a woman who had on, and I, don't, I can't remember if he filmed her, but he said something to a woman who had on some similar leggings and said that it was like inappropriate and that, you know, they're, oh, I think he filmed her and said that, that women were wearing those type of leggings in the gym to quote unquote entice men. And so it had the girls in an uproar and they were completely upset about it and talking about the fact that men should be able to control their hormones a woman should be able to wear what she wants it has absolutely nothing to do with men yada 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 and i just want to know your thoughts on the leggings versus you know men being it should, should be able to control themselves and you know um wh what do you think about the entire topic i think these holes are totally delusional oh. <laughs> totally <Okay>. delusional <laughs> These hoes do the craziest things for attention. And mm -hmm. then when you give them attention, you're wrong for it. Mm -hmm. So if you got some le men, you got men that are ass men, you know, that like a nice ass. Um, and them leg leggings really accentuate your ass. Baby, they really you ain't do. Gotta have one. It'll create Listen, one <laughs> it'd be like bing, bong, bing. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you put on those leggings and you go out in the public, which I really don't think they should have been for public consumption, to be honest with you, because they they go all the way up your ass crack. They show an outline. You can see a little you can see a little uh, you, you see that camel um sitting off. Listen, they do it. They yes. do it for you. Baby, them, them. So if you wear it and you have a nice derriere. Mm -hmm. men are going to look women are going to look people are going to look at you True. and say damn them oh shit how you supposed to wear them 
<laughs> That's how you're supposed to wear them. This man is in the gym. You know, he is endorphins, you know, go, pumping. You know, he's he's like working out and, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of hormones are racing because that, that happens when you work out. And he's... A, Concrete, your sound and went out again. Okay, there you go. These leggings on—it's—it's just—it's crazy. Is she sitting up there? Then, then it's like, what you looking at, nigga? Don't be looking at me. And it's like, well, what the hell you put them hoes on for? You know damn well you want. Y'all want the attention, but y'all don't want the attention. That's why I'm telling y'all dudes, stop approaching these hoes in the street. Let them come to y'all now on. Um, That's the thing. And then women try to play this whole, we don't dress hmm. for men. Like, there's no way that you can say, I bought these leggings, but I don't dress for men. I, I'm more in competition with other women. And I'm more concerned what a woman thinks about what I have what I have on versus a man. There's no way that you bought leggings that go up the crack of your behind, that accentuate your features, that make your butt look bigger, and you can say that you didn't buy them for men to look. Stop, stop. Exactly. If was a fine man, though, like, who, who, she wouldn't care, you know? She Hopes would not care. Attractive man look. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to number 16. He says... <laughs> <laughs> wheelchair man was shaking in his orthopedic. I think that's old man. <laughs> no wheelchair man. I'm not doing okay. it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm. Go I'm ahead. just not. Wheelchair man was shaking in his orthopedic boots, scared Tommy would bring up the stuff he said on his channel. Um, y'all, y'all wild as shit. <laughs> y'all. <Wheelchair like, man. laughs> that's oh, what I'm gonna say. I'm not. Listen, they ridiculous. I, I feel you. Okay. Listen, shout out to Blaze. He says, I can't believe that Scrang, that Scrong, educated, retired law enforcement officer allowed the old hobble hypocrite to gas her up to play herself. God damn, y'all just You know what? Like... I do have to say, um, like, you know, as it relates to your show, um, I know personally, like, it's not something that would ever be a fit for me, but I do think for the people involved, it is extremely beneficial. If you can't, if you don't have the foresight to see how beneficial that platform could be and how you could elevate yourself, especially when you still have a growing platform, then something wrong. Like, hello, you know, that's just my opinion. Listen. Shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says, so they going to the gym looking like Miss Parker and mm -hmm. then get mad when the ref say, good Lord, have mercy. Mm -hmm. He know what I want. I'm you can't you. make this ish up. They can, see, know. he won't even let me wear an eye. I couldn't wear them. I, 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 got, I got a pair. Fitness. Like you, you, and you shouldn't be able to. No, ma'am. <laughs> uh -uh. Don't do it. Bro, Curlin, stay on them. You ain't never on my side when you need to be. I'm just saying. You just sis, not. Like, sis, no, you not. You not. A, you I'm never on my side when you need to I'll be there. Him, though. Like, I, okay, I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead. Shout Go out ahead. to Mr. Jack Spade. He says leggings are out there saving a lot of these women. By the time dudes get them off and become disappointed, he's already at a point of no return. <laughs> Listen, though, but let me tell you something. Jack Spade, you say that 
Um, most women, so most of the black women I see, they wear in like cheap, inexpensive leggings. Unless you're spending eighty or fifty dollars on your leggings, and they have, it's not like just lycra leggings. You gonna see all the dips. If a man is truly looking, Facts. you see that that's sell you light in them leggings. Leggings are a very thin material unless you're buying some expensive Lululemon or good quality leggings. Most yeah. Leggings- yeah, uh, go get you some of them Spanx yeah. leggings. Um, they do the job. Oh, look, facts. They do the job. Mm-hmm. Like, I and to be honest with you, I don't like cheap ass leggings no way. But what them leggings do for that ass though, yeah. it, it 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 gives you like a whole that uh-huh. ass though. You know what I'm saying? You be like that ass though. Baby, you be talking about yeah. whatever, but they be like, but that ass though. You know what uh, I'm saying? That's what some leggings they talking do. about the fupa. Don't nobody even be thinking about the fupa when they see them leggings. They like, woo. They thinking about one thing. <laughs> Listen, Stop. KP, KP, she tried it. He oh, said, God. wives will all wives always try a small shit test on us married <laughs> men. My wife tried some shit like that the other Listen. day. Y'all got young and they keep you on your toes though. Keep you on your toes. Listen, here you going? You know, mm-hmm. no ma'am. Keep you on your toes. Absolutely. I totally, totally understand. Mm-hmm. But are we finally ready to get yes. off into this topic? Let's get off into it, baby, because so much to talk about. We talking about dark skinned women pushed to the back of the bus. And you want to give us the breakdown, Danny? Okay. Now, y'all know I really don't stay on fresh and fit like that. Y'all know I I I might look glance over at something. Now, I don't know the context of this, so I'm not going to talk about the context of which it happens. I am going to talk about the optics of in the previous situation. That's so to be clear, I'm not coming at fresh and fit. I'm not coming. I'm not coming at Tommy Sotomayor. I'm going to talk about the optics of what happened. So Tommy Sotomayor went on Fresh and Fit. He had been on Fresh and Fit a few times. Um, him and Shay Means had an arrangement. Not not. Um, they had an arrangement to do a podcast at Tommy's house. Um, Tommy wanted to do some OnlyFans content. She didn't want to do the OnlyFans content, quote unquote. Um, so, you know, she ended up flying out. Um, they did do a podcast. They didn't do, they didn't have sex. They didn't have any intercourse or anything like that. They ended up back on the show. Shay Mean sat next to Tommy. Um, they had a really good interaction throughout that show. And then that show escalated to a point to where they had an altercation, right? So they have this altercation, everything blows up. Okay, cool. Um, Shaymeen uh, did some live, you know, she went live. She went on a social media tour. Um, Tommy actually was explaining his <clears throat> version of events um, around social media. Um, Fresh and Fit end up doing another broadcast. And when they did another broadcast, they had Tommy back on that broadcast. And they had um, Tommy surrounded by, uh, from from what I remember, and I may not be correct on this, but from what I remember, it looked like he was surrounded by like white women, Latino women, um, others. They definitely weren't dark skinned black women. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the dark skinned black women were sitting on the couch in a separate room and <laughs> they were uh, speaking about the events. And what I found interesting, I didn't really see from what I saw, I didn't see that the dark skinned women was holding Shay Means accountable for any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like they were co-signing her and I just thought it was very interesting um, because Tommy now, when I when we interviewed Tommy on Tough Talk TV, um, Tommy says that he does not have it's not anything personal against dark skinned women. Uh-uh. It's dark skinned women's behavior. He says mm-hmm. that um, he actually has a preference for dark skinned women. He, he likes dark skinned women, but. Um, the behaviors that are put on display, he he calls it out and he feels like he has a right to call that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I agree with that. Um, and, and so what I thought, I thought it was very interesting that these ladies were in the back. They were dark skinned and that they had very dissenting opinions about Tommy. Um, mm-hmm. They don't like his talking points. Um, also, and I spoke with Jessica about this. Um Jessica and I had a conversation on Tough Talk TV and Jessica mentioned that it was had we noticed a pattern with the with the women on the show and she brought up that it was mostly it was black women she didn't say dark skinned women but that it was black women who were getting into the physical altercations and having the most discontention mm-hmm. on the show. And I thought that those points were very interesting. Very. Um, I have so much to say. Um, okay. Like we could read the super chats and then I'm going to hop off into it. Okay. This is so interesting. Jack Spade says, see Rose, when you return to earth as a man and have racked up them bro years, we'll exchange notes. This is the internet. I ain't going nowhere. Um, mm. I don't know what he's referring to, but uh, Jack, we wouldn't want you to go anywhere. I don't think I told you to go anywhere. Um, but yeah, thanks. We appreciate the support. Um, DMAC the Chucker says, y'all notice Sister George always talking about she glancing, but somehow know all the details. <laughs> I don't know why DMAC be tripping. DMAC ass be on every live stream that I'm on. Like, DMAC be all in the business. Look, listen, you to run down better than we could. But anyway. Facts be talking oh, straight bro. shit <laughs> bro curlin says okay I, I don't know what that says oh yeah oh <laughs> hush that fuss dark women's move to the back of the bus um <laughs> listen <laughs> that's 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 i think danny pointed out that's the optics of it all but i i want to actually speak to it um i think i probably feel completely different than danny does about this whole topic but okay. that's okay uh, i think it'll make for interesting dialogue um number one um i caught the clip of what went down between shay and tommy maybe a few minutes before the incident went down i think danny gave us a pretty good synopsis of what happened um i saw it a little bit differently though i guess the only thing that i would correct is um yeah shay assaulted him um shay was baited uh and i truly believe that like Tommy called her all type of bitches and hoes before she assaulted him. Um, I think that, and similar to 
I guess, the commentary to Jessica, especially in situations like this. You bait someone, you put them in a situation where, and I don't care who it is, uh, you know, if it if it is, um, you know, light-skinned women, you're talking about how all light-skinned women think theta-ish and talking, you know, talking negatively about light-skinned women. I think that they would have a visceral reaction and might become physical too. Um, I think that Shay was wrong for putting her hands on him. I am not here to defend her. First of all, for you to get into quote unquote bed with Tommy and or try to do work with Tommy and you know his stance on dark skinned women. She didn't try to they, she she didn't have sex well, with him. No, they no, didn't no, that's okay. not what, what I mean by getting bed. I'm talking about I, I meant that uh figuratively. I know oh, she didn't have girl, sex with <laughs> He ain't gonna uh, pull up on us and be going off. No, Mm-mm. of course. She said that. I think there was an understanding. He said he slept with a friend, so it's yeah. clear that they didn't have sex. I mean, like uh, work with him. So gotcha. you know, she agreed to do business with him. He flew her out, and whatever things went sour, whatever he ended up sleeping with her friend. Um, I felt like if you know his stance, or and or you believe that he doesn't like dark skinned women, and he has a true problem with dark skinned women, and then you then go to work with him, and things go sour, and he gives you the same. Disrespect that you see him give dark skinned women and black women in general, you get what you campaign for. Uh, I, I don't really sympathize with you on that point, but I do see how things went for how things escalated. I do agree with B that um, he absolutely becomes a bit irate when you uh, are like disagreeing with him. I think that Tommy kind of you saw him kind of escalating things first and foremost, and he was very offensive in his language to her, and I think she got triggered. Um, I don't think she should have ever put herself in that position. You can't let him get your goat. You can't allow him to, quote-unquote, win and or have you display the very behavior that he speaks, you know, bad about. Um, uh, say that to say, um, what, what do you disagree with about that? Because the situation how i wouldn't how i viewed the situation was shay kept trying to push an issue if you unfollowed somebody and you say okay hey look i unfollowed you on social media and he says well you know what what what's going on she explains why she unfollowed him on social media she couldn't really remember the particulars of the post that actually pissed her off um and I felt like she kept pushing the issue. When people say that he baited her, I felt like he ended up at a point of like, God damn, like I already explained this. And I felt like she kept going like, um, she, I felt like she kept trying to, to, to press it. Like, well, I don't follow you. I stopped following you. I'm not following you no more. And you, you black and your mama black and you still talking uh, about black women. Bitches. He started, when I say beta and or he escalated things, I'm talking about to the point that he started the disrespect. I do think yeah. that she wouldn't let it go. It was a moot point. Who really cares? I, and like I said, I'm not defending her. I'm not, right, I'm not right, defending right. her actions at all. But gotcha. he started calling her all type of bitches and hoes. And I, I knew from that point where it was going to go i said oh this, this, yeah, this the, is about to get real right real and i i was surprised i was surprised that because it seemed like a situation that was going to get resolved it seemed like um fresh and fit finally stepped in and they were like well yeah. you know da 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 well he talks yeah. about this that and the third da 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 and i was like okay 
this shouldn't go. I didn't see that part. See, so oh, again, I'm, uh, I saw the part when fresh. It was probably like two minutes before the altercation. The clip that I saw was like two minutes before the altercation went down. So gotcha. I didn't see like much of the dialogue leading up to that point. And I'm not here to defend her, uh, but I did see the point that it escalated into the point where he started calling her B's and H's. So that's strictly what I'm talking about. Like literally, you like the court of law has something called fighting words. You know, you're justified. In hitting someone if they use in georgia what is quote unquote fighting words calling somebody a b or a hoe those are quote unquote fighting words and typically you can literally get out of an assault charge because someone used fighting words and it led to a physical altercation that is like he was using quote unquote fighting words Nothing yeah words. but um i'm not let me just say really quick. Okay. Again, just reiterating. I'm not defending her. I think that she wouldn't let it go. It was kind of stupid. Her keep reiterating it. It was almost like she felt like she was trying to win or one up him by trying to say, um, I'm the one who didn't want to mess with you type of thing. Yeah. And, and that was the thing because they, during the show, they did have a decent interaction. It wasn't, um, it wasn't volatile. And I, I was sitting there and I was saying to myself, like, damn, why the fuck is she steady pushing the issue? Like, why is she steady pushing the issue? And I feel like I feel like I would have probably have been irritated. I would have been irritated if I answered a question on a person instead of pushing the issue. I would have. Um, I I hate that it got to that, but I still feel like um she should have really got somewhere and relaxed and had chilled the hell out. But she was not looking to relax at all. I felt like she was steady trying to go. I feel like I, I and I'm reading the chat and y'all, it's like y'all saying what I'm thinking. And it was like, she was looking for a problem because it was like, well, nigga, you was over there trying to fuck me. And then well, when I she stood up, uh, yeah. So and and I I'm I'm probably in my um quote unquote mammy bag real hard. It's some money in my mammy bag. Um, yeah, I felt well, like, like she me, yeah. I felt like I, to me to me I think she escalated that situation more so than he did. See, I don't personally see it like that. And like to me, it seems to be like a consensus that Tommy was somehow the victim in that. Like he instigated it like literally if you no longer want to answer the question you don't have to continue to answer the question when it got to the point that he calling her like as the man we always talk about women not being logical and women being emotional that is an emotional response too to get to the point that you calling her all type of b's and h's is also emotional and that is those are quote unquote fighting words fighting words per the georgia statute statute includes somebody using vulgar obscene or profane language so those would be quote unquote and i'm talking to the chat not you quote unquote fighting words but nonetheless i i do feel like i don't see him as a victim in all of this i think that she did escalate it like i said i saw maybe two minutes prior to the actual incident happening and i saw it to the point where he started calling her all type of b's and h's and he got more and more assertive with his life and she stood up she stood up first which is also an indication that i'm ready to put hands on you so yeah but then at that point he you know kind of the the yeah i the but the whole thing too is and it's this is the interesting part to me he already has a certain view of 
uh, black women. And in particular, I think he has a certain view of dark skinned black women. And I thought, I'm like, damn, you, uh, it, it, because that situation definitely didn't have to go there. Um, she was saying that he was taking shots at her. And I, I, and I, and I talked about this. If somebody does not put your name on it, like Rollo put my name in his title. Um, I don't even know what my name in this man's title for. But if you don't put my if you don't put my name on something, you're not talking to me. And I feel like a lot of women, a lot of women, especially our younger women, um, if somebody is taking a quote unquote shot and they didn't put your name on it what is there a point in addressing it for because if they had the if they were bold enough they gonna put your name on it tommy's not i don't think tommy's afraid to say uh i agree he, he's not afraid to say whatever yeah he's so i can't speak to that part of it because i i don't really know anything about that part but as it relates like pushing p florida also has a fighting word statue uh you will get um even if it doesn't lead to physical assault you could be charged with disorderly conduct for using fighting words. So although I said Georgia, many states have a fighting word. And I know uh, Georgia because of how many people I know that work in law enforcement. And I know that that is an actual statute in the state of Georgia. However, um, I, I think that, you know, I don't I can't speak about what precipitated the two minutes of discussion that I heard, I felt like she should have let it go. I didn't understand why. I mean, I understand in hindsight, kind of looking back on it, like she was almost like she kind of was in a competition with him. Like she felt like she wanted to win the argument was kind of what it was in saying, like, I played you. I'm the one who rejected you. And it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, like, right. I, 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 I still I, I feel like it was a bit of a clout chase i think that um and i what i found interesting what i found to be very interesting um he was actually checking on her hey i know you lost your your father you know if you need me to talk oh, wow. i'm here for you to talk wow. Wow. um he was very compassionate toward her i think what, he was, what was this what, what are you referring to like in, in text messages yes oh wow text the messages thing? that wow. yeah i didn't see i don't know all that backstory so that's yeah why like, i can't really speak to that i'm literally speaking about a clip that I, I, I got saw you and i got you i got but you but i do want to say one thing really quickly um as it relates to um as it relates to tommy and him like not liking dark-skinned women i think that tommy has spoken at length about his um disdain for black women not specifically dark-skinned women he literally has nicknames though for dark-skinned women he has talked about like the relationship between him and his mother and the disdain that he has there i do think that tommy does have some deep-rooted issues relating to dark-skinned women that doesn't mean that he does not find them attractive would not deal with and would not date right his, child, his daughter's mother is a dark-skinned african woman but she's still a dark-skinned woman so i do think that there is maybe some trauma some unhealed trauma that tommy has relating to dark-skinned women and i do want to talk about that as well aside from the actual details of what happened between tommy and um shay i, I want to talk about like this these misnomers that are attached to dark-skinned women and them being quote unquote angry having bad attitudes and yada 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 
Yeah, yeah. Um, a shout out to Grinch. He says the problem with dark skinned women is the mindset. I could fix concrete with a week of love. Oh God. Grinch, Grinch needs uh, your ass beat. Grinch, Grinch, I don't have a negative mindset. To be completely honest, like I didn't grow up being teased about being dark skinned, feeling any type of way about being a dark skinned woman, feeling like my features weren't attractive or that I couldn't have, you know, men that I was attracted to. Like I don't have insecurities attached to being a dark skinned woman. Like I'm good on that. And in addition to that, I'm a very pleasant person typically um i'm not going to say that i never had any issues with being dark-skinned quote unquote um i think i kind of grew up in an era where i noticed that my my lighter skin friends were picked first yeah. um until we kind of grew up and i think that the playing field became even the playing field became even when i grew up but when i was younger i felt like they were picked over me or they were preferred over me at some point Is so it, i, I like, think was that's that in mississippi or in yes. new york or both okay in mississippi it's different too in mississippi like yes oh, like it's mississippi it, but exactly you know yeah. hindsight of course being 2020 right. but of when course. you're when you're a young teen you and your your right so i, I, I think so for me it was different because like to be completely honest not to do my own horn um i always had like a, a better head on my shoulder than my friends so like i was the pick in addition like i i've been working since i was 13. like i had a babysitting job where i made 200 dollars a week i always dressed really nice my hair was stayed laid like i was very fortunate in that respect to where like and i had more sense like my friends my friends are all from Chicago and they be quite wild. So I was far more tame than just, you know, very like respectful. And it was a completely different, uh, like just talking to us, the dynamic between our my conversation versus their conversation growing up. And these are my childhood friends was just different. And I, that so that may have something to do with it too. Just and that that isn't to say that isn't to say that I don't have insecurities because everybody has insecurities. It's just not directly related to my my complexion. Right. Shout out to RBR Network. He says, Tommy, I prefer dark skinned women, but Euro people prefer light skinned black women. So light skinned black women, it is because Euros are superior. Mm, mm. Very interesting. Hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Shout out to KP from KC5. He says the black girl clap was mm -hmm. the only thing missing. Ooh. Hood. <laughs> you know, and you said something earlier too. I have to say, like, she was clearly triggered. And I like I just felt like why you put yourself in a situation like that and like uh -uh, she doesn't get my sympathy. Nonetheless, though, I think that when a person is kind of like that deep into it like nobody is concerned about like how tommy is going to view me like it, even though his his narrative is that dark-skinned women act a certain way once someone triggers you and you are having an emotional response and it's already started because it started before she became physical with him of course um you know she ain't thinking about okay well this is going to prove tommy right and the same thing with most people like in in, in situations where we've gotten in, just into disagreements with people in this space we're not thinking like oh this is that these will prove to be like these are already the narratives that they push about black women because at that point 
you know, most times you don't give a damn. And it's kind of like you feel justified in your response. I think you have a really, really good point. But I think that's a lot of the problem is we don't think about the reflection um, one's actions will have on the entire group. And then the entire group does not tend to separate themselves in the way that we need to. Um, it was so many black women who condoned Shaymeen's behavior. Mm. And I'm like, okay, um, leave Tommy out. If you excluded Tommy out of this equation, let's break down our own behaviors. Let's look at our own behaviors and let's go from there. The fact that we don't feel the need to really separate and we feel the need to more love our sisters through their traumas, through whatever. Because, you know, generally, if a woman is acting out, it's some more shit on the other side of that or um, somebody's testing her or, or whatever. But when we act out, we don't really think about how that reflects negatively on anybody else because, you know, we're in a situation and sometimes it's hard to see straight. That's true. Uh, I agree. But the same thing, like, you know, even I can't even tell you if you're upset, like, all right, I think that's enough chill because you'll be offended. And that's the same thing. Like she felt like I'm an individual fighting a battle in this moment. So who's thinking about the collective? But in addition to that, like, you know what, I though, you know what? Let I, me I just do. say this real quick. When it's a show like Fresh and Fit, mm-hmm. in that sense, in that environment, And that environment where they've had a lot to say about black women, where the comments had came out, where they don't dabble in the dark, um, they don't do the darkies or whatever. Those comments had came out. Um, There's been a certain impression that's been um, that's been left by black women with 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 certain guys right so certain guys have this certain impression already they are definitely those types of dudes so i think being cognizant of whatever environment is also a thing too but that's the only thing i had to say no i agree i think that it is important to be cognizant of your environment and and in control of your emotions personally I know my triggers and I don't put myself in situations where I know that like, you know, of course I'm on a show. So in the people in this opinion often have dissenting opinions to my own. So it, I could potentially get triggered. I know how to bring it back down. I know how to calm down. And it's not an often thing that I'm getting triggered to the point that I'm having to curse someone out. That's that rarely happens. It's happened a handful of times since we've been you know, doing our show, but nonetheless, um, I still feel as though, um, you know, black women are often told to shrink themselves. And like, I think that being upset at some, at the use of fighting words alone, not like, let's say, you know, she, like I said, I don't, I can't speak to it because I didn't see the first part, but she didn't instigate it, but she made a comment to someone and fighting words are exchange. And as a result, you have an emotional response to that. Um, I I think that that's a natural response. That's not a black woman thing. In addition, we see men in this space use anger, which is also an emotion, use aggression, go off on one another. We've seen that in this space that, and it has absolutely nothing to do with women. It's a very common thing, but there's not this automatic assumption that, oh, they're just angry black men because they're being, uh, they're, they're having an emotional response. 
You know human. what? I, I disagree. Let me finish my sentence real quick. It's human to, to have an emotional response. It's human to feel emotions, to express how you feel. That's a very human thing. You do it, I do it, and everybody in the chat also does it. I disagree with that to a certain degree. Um, okay. That when men are violent with each other, they don't get the the um they don't from from a certain group of women they don't get well it was an emotional response and they're human um they get called animals and apes and they're told that they can't they don't know how to act they're told the same things i think we're starting to get some of those residuals yeah, with our behavior being a, able to possibly by a select group but not in mass because Wars I don't know. I, 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 I disagree with that. Just think about it on a macro scale. Like, think about it on yeah, a macro scale. Yeah, I am. Wars are waged by men. Like, literally, people are told to go kill someone because a man ordered war. Like, because man, and I'm, you know, just you in, in general sense. So, we can't say that, like, most people view men having an emotional response or being upset, especially if it's a valid reason, if, if there's a valid reason. We can't say that most most people look at them as if they're some sort of animal because they have an emotional response. That's not the majority. Um, I, I don't know. I think uh, when it comes down to how other people view us, I think that is the thing that they've tried to put off on us. I think I there is now becoming, I think now black men are trying to separate themselves from a certain type of behavior. I think black women are trying to separate themselves from a, no, I don't, I ain't gonna say I think black women are trying to separate themselves. Small group a small group but um at one point black men were seen as these violent creatures if you uh put a white boy who's in a suit next to the black man who may sag his pants people are going to automatically look at that black man because and think that that black man is criminal when the white man could be pushing all kind of drugs you dope whatever because huh? there's been a narrative there was actually yeah, a narrative created and associate and that same thing is being done to black women which which prevents us from being able to like literally i'm going to tell you something and i was trying to wait till we got through the super chats but this is so it's such a, a you know uh, it, um such a, a good conversation but um as a black woman literally i have stifled my feelings because i don't want to come off as angry right I stifled, <laughs> literally but i'm gonna tell you something white women don't do that white women aren't concerned about how they're how they're um going to be received if they have an emotional response like literally and i'm talking about in situations where i was valid for being upset Facts. situations where somebody literally played Trust in my face yes and i had and i know you've experienced it too so yes. i'm saying like black women like we we have to shrink and that is completely unfair to us like literally we aren't allowed to feel or express and i'm not talking about her this ain't this is beyond that chick it has nothing to do with her at this point no I'm just no saying, no you know, we passed speaking her in general yes black women and especially dark-skinned women oftentimes we are kind of like bottling our emotions up inside because we're scared at how it'll be received that is absolutely positively true i've been in that situation to where i've had to get somewhere calm down not be overreactive even though i feel like i would have been justified it you know um 
that's a very very interesting point remind me to tell you a story behind the scenes because i'm not even ready to tell this story yet um i get pissy every time i even think about it but it was it was a situation where i really had to kind of bite the bullet because of my environment and how that shit would have been perceived and and as a dark-skinned black woman you don't really get the you don't really get the you don't have the you don't get the uh freedom to to express yourself. No, that you that's freedom to express yourself. And I want to yes. say this to men because y'all trying to act like women don't bottle it up. And I know as men you bottle it up. I know as men that's... that you have to be as a black man, you have to be very careful of how you express yourself. I've heard black men talk about the fact that they smile more and they do certain things to not come off as threatening because there's been a negative uh, a negative trope that is being attached to black men. There is a negative stereotype and an agenda to make black men seem like they don't know how to control themselves. And I, I get that, but I, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, shout out to Grinch. He says, if you don't stop defending that professional concrete, listen, <laughs> and shout out to number 16 he says what law is next to be cited some law in mongolia allow that allows you to beat someone if you say the word bitch more than 10 times in a row that's kind of stupid number 16 I, I i cited a relevant law why would you bring up something that's irrelevant i cited a law that was relevant and i even went and looked up the statute to ensure that that law was applicable to the state in which the incident happened in so stop the cap um shout out to mr research he says educated women use phrase like i feel like be i feel like I feel like, but have no evidence. So how you really educated? White females train black women to say anti, anti-logical uh, phrases. Phil is educated. Um, yeah, Mr. Research, I think that, you know, people having feelings and expressing them, like we're all human, we all have feelings. So someone speaking to that is valid depending upon the conversation. I do understand that it's hard to express or how it's hard to put feelings into words or make someone envision what you're trying to express when you're talking about feelings. And I think there are certain conversations that they have no place in, certain conversations that they do yeah um shout out to big truck he says maybe they should keep black women closer to the door go to hell <laughs> big truck go straight to hell <laughs> you are a jerk shout out to number 16 he says to act on it can be weakness learn self-control this is the that. thing this is the thing um when when we've seen other races of women showing their ass and they don't have self-control it doesn't negatively affect on them as a an entire race but mm. if i get into it with somebody it affects me in my entire race because Say it, it adds to a trope that black women are fucking angry we just Ooh. mad out here Listen, it, it goes to latinas that. show they tell and i don't hear people saying latinas can't control their emotions latinas are uncontrollable they're angry so you're right danny yeah um oh shout God. out to grinch thank you with the heavy um he says this the last thing i gotta say i think concrete talk a lot of ish i think if i gave her the bf experience for a week it would change her world view 
I think concrete need that box squash, oh, that back crack, that ass slapped. But I'm bitch, out. Um, I have a whole fiance that gives me the husband experience every day of my life. <laughs> and it has changed my worldview. But but thank you. But um, Y'all wild as hell. You know what? I, I, refuse. I, I refuse. You ready to drop this Listen, link? drop the link. I don't know if I want to talk to these fools or not. But go ahead and drop the um, link. Now, um, now, we will not be... Okay, fuck it. I may be a... I don't know how I'm going to act. Step wisely. Look, uh oh. Um, that's how I'm. That's what I'm putting. Step okay. wisely. I don't know. I don't no. know if I'm gonna be the angry black woman today because I might be. I ain't got no reason to be, but I might. Listen, no. I want to know from you though. Do you think dark skinned women are angrier than other women? Do you think that we're any angrier? Um, or express any more expressive than other women when it comes to our anger? You know what? Jessica tried to bring about this point mm -hmm. and I don't think it's a dark skinned woman type of thing. I think I actually believe that it is a class issue. But oh. now if you talk to black men, I don't know. I think if you live in poor areas, if you come from certain areas and you don't have the education, um, you didn't grow up in a two parent household. I think those things do play a part. I do I do think those things play a part in in how we how we respond to anger, how we respond to um certain instances. I think it's more so of a class issue. Um and being that you have darker darker people are probably the most impoverished in our country. I think that that does play a part. And it's a hard thing to say, you know, black people or black women are the most violent uh or we're the most angry or we're the most out of control um i think that does play a part but it, it's a it's a hard thing to talk about because i don't want to look at my next sister but even though even though i go through shit with my sister um more faster than i go through shit with anybody else it's a hard thing to acknowledge it's a hard thing to talk about it's it, it's a really hard thing to say and uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Um, I would have to say that um, I don't think that we are any more angry than any other group. Um, I do think that we're very reactive. And I don't think that that's a dark skin woman thing. I think it's a black woman thing. I think we're very reactive. So I don't think that we get angry more than any other group. But I think that we are more likely to react um on that anger uh than, than some other groups and certain other groups and react in the sense that it comes off as anger whereas there are other groups who may also be reactive but they may react by using my tears as opposed to you know what but response. but the fact so that, let me yeah but the fact that the reaction how we react to shit is different um, if they use white tears and they're able to use those white tears to be put in a more feminine position, um, even though those white tears could be the most manipulative things on earth and could really have a, a motherfucker in a bind, the fact that we would re we result to physical or whatever, I think there is a difference in that and how people respond to that.
Um, I think the difference is like we've literally seen white women and a white woman express, uh, be expressive of her anger. To, they, a lot of them have anxiety and it reflects itself through, through tears. But yeah. um, and, and to the point that they will lay hands on somebody, but they're they. You know, if they're not getting their way, they will lay hands on somebody too, and or you know, of course, weaponize the police and nine one one, which black women have also been known to do. And I'm not saying that they haven't. But my point in saying all of that is that um, I think that as black women, you know, that like I said, we're we're reactive. There are other groups that react in a different way, but we react on our anger in an angry manner. Um, and I think that. Um, we also are seen and often like you said the point that jessica brought up um we there is already a uh negative stereotype regarding dark-skinned black women and whether you know it or not this stereotype dates back to uh the mammy dates back to Thanks. literally there were characters made of black women and them yelling uh uh running after some white fat white men used to play a angry black woman character which was the mammy chasing after somebody with a groom cursing somebody out loud mouthing sassing like you guys don't even understand how you've been conditioned to see one another and this isn't just a black man thing i'm talking about black women and the way in which they've been conditioned to see black men it is absolutely ridiculous the fact that strings are being pulled and y'all don't even realize it but i say all that to say that um I think that there is a um, assumption that black women or dark skinned women are angrier, but I think that really and truly when you look at, and just talking about black women, when you look at um, light skinned women or brown skinned women, like you'll probably likely see the same level of anger. I have a wide array of friends. I, I can't say that my dark skinned friends are more angry. To be completely honest, I would go so far as to say, my i've seen light-skinned women be more apt to be bitches and get away with it it's just Facts. because they're favored you know they are in many instances they're favored so black women will be called on it and be called angry and be called a bitch and be you know it'll be highlighted if a dark-skinned woman behaves in that way I agree. Facts. um but i do want to get big truck up in here big truck what are your thoughts on this topic well, um, oh yeah, good evening, ladies. I hope everybody's having That's a great good, week. Chuck. I know I am. Uh, we're on a vacation here until next week for President's Week and this, that, and other. Um, my only thing uh, about um, dark-skinned black women and um, their expression of anger and rage, the, the first thing you got to remember is you should never be so predictable that your enemy knows exactly what you're going to do when mm. they do something so because the problem is your first few moves are always going to be the same and if you allow somebody to be able to get easily under your skin just by calling you a bitch or a hoe or something and they already know what you're going to do then you're basically already giving your own game away so you know if you're that predictable that in and of itself is a problem um the other thing you know as i said on uh, the Fresh and Fit show, first of all, that, that I think I said it before, it's a really bad setup to have her sitting right next to this dude 
And then when they saw that they were escalating the um, the uh, arguments, they didn't make any moves to separate them. They didn't make any moves to calm it down. They just let it play out. But they pretty much pretty they had to have known what was going to happen because they know who they're dealing with. So they had to have pretty much known that it's a bad setup. It's a bad situation, and it's only going to get worse. Because it's, now yeah. they took it down and put it on their Patreon, and now you got to pay to see it. So there you go. Money off of it. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You know, you've already had how many guns pulled on people? It's like that's a, what is I that mean going? By her being baited, like the whole setup. Right. So my my point is, you can't allow somebody to bait you just by call. Like for instance, they, they a lot of people believe that if you call a black man the N word, they're automatically going to turn to rage. You can't allow somebody to bait you that easily. You just can't. You know, and a lot yeah, of women but, and, and, and I, I find that to be very interesting. I've recently seen a podcast where you had a white boy um, using the N word so many times oh. and the black man didn't respond. And it's almost like they try to put you in a position to where you respond. But then if you respond, even though it's disrespectful as hell, you'd still be wrong for responding. And it doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. to me. Well, but looking, I think you brought about a good a good point on that big truck. They're they're looking for a shouting match. See, the problem is a lot of them won't do it because they know that your response might be lethal. But they're looking to to start a, a verbal conflict. They're looking for a shouting match. But all too often, that rage turns to violence. So a lot of them will refuse to say stuff like that, even if they want to say it, just because they believe that your immediate response is either going to be to punch them their teeth out. Or it's going to be to shoot them or something like that. So that's the reason why a lot of them will refrain from it because they respect the immediate threat of violence. Which gets me to this chick Che. For a woman to be sitting right next to a dude and to rise up on him. Now this man's bigger than you. He's stronger than you. You're going to take a mic and act like you're going to throw the mic at him. And then security's coming and you're still fighting as if security's going to stop him from getting to you. That's just stupid. And then she played it out, and that and you get what you get. Now she's going to end up getting her assault charge. She's going to lose, and and then what do you got now? You know, it's just so silly. I agree, Big Truck. I, I, I thought it was a, a yeah. really crazy situation. It was but she, unfortunate. Like, think about it though. She knew that he wouldn't be able to really get it off on her. Like, women are not like. Let me tell you something. That was probably more strategic than anything. She's not going to do it in a situation where she knows she can't get out of his grasp and he would be able to have a Facts. fair hand. She did it because so, she knows security going to jump in. It's a bunch of people. He didn't really have a lot of room to move. She knew what she was going to do. Well, see, Rose, on that last note, let me just say this. You remember that, that New York City train video with the eight ball jacket? Everybody knows that one. <laughs> Oh, yes. yeah, she assumed she assumed that he wouldn't be able to do anything because she assumed everybody's going to jump up and white night for her. But how did that turn out? Very bad. Exactly. That, Very that literally is something that is like will go down in history. It's like legendary. Baby, if you see somebody coming towards you with an eight ball jacket, you better walk the other Listen. way. Listen. Legendary. Listen. Especially if you got on some black Air Force Ones. Baby, go to Baby. Way. Right. Better run. All right, Big Truck. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Research. What are your thoughts on the topic? Okay, we'll come back to Mr. Research. Um, wise man, are you there? Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, doing good. Peace to everybody. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I can't be mad. 
Uh, first of all, I just wanted to start off saying I love the dark skinned women. I love the chocolate sisters, always have and always will. Um, being dark myself, I understand a lot of what, like, I agree with, first of all, I agree with what Big Truck just said. I mean, you can't raise up on any man. I didn't see the situation, so I'm kind of coming in on the tail end. But you you can't raise up on no man and think somebody's going to save you. And you can't be allowed to be a push start person where somebody could trigger you with disrespect and, you know, you go to war over a provocation. I mean, that's kind of played out. Um, it was something you were saying earlier, and I have to 100% agree with, is uh, as a dark-skinned person, when you go through life, yeah, you are perceived in a different way, you know. Now, I've also heard a lot of my light-skinned brothers and sisters that, you know, they say, hey, you know, I, I understand that you go through something as a dark-skinned person, but know that we as light-skinned people go through that same thing. We're never black enough, you know. And I was like, man, that was interesting. There was a brother that I knew, he was very fair-skinned, and he said, man, I, I went through that. I got teased by a lot of dark-skinned people. And so I got a chance to see the other side of that. And I mean, they, they catch hell too, but the fact of the matter is we all black. We all in different shades and it's almost pointless and stupid for us to argue, right? But, you know, people got their preference. Um, like I said, my preference is dark skin, but as a dark skin person, yeah, you do kind of, you do kind of have to manage, um, you know, your energy. A lot of people say, well, dark skin people are mean. I don't think it's that the fact that we mean, but when you're dark skin, that does kind of represent a lot of power. And if you're not cognizant of that power, but that's how the enemy of black people see us. They see us in that in that respect that the darker you are, the, the stronger you are. So therefore, beware of them. And so I think that's what comes out. And so, yeah, you do got to watch how you carry yourself. I, on the other hand, when I'm around white folks, I make sure I look menacing to them so they can stay the hell away from me. That's just my take. But uh, and I kind of use it. I ain't going to lie. I do. Uh, when I don't want to talk to, I look white folks right in the eye and I talk to them as they should be talked to. And, uh, it was interesting. And I, this is my last point. It was interesting when you're talking about the N word, right? So, uh, there at one of my jobs before I had this one, um, one of uh, the white supervisors. So I had a brother that was my supervisor, but he was a uh, uncle Tom, as they would say. And the white man came, comes in there and, uh, he's, he's talking about the OJ case, right? And so he's saying he uses the word, the N-word, right? And so, uh, you know, the conversation goes along. He says it again and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, I see what he's doing. So anyway, after that, he comes and he calls me and my supervisor in, into, the, uh, into his office. He says, hey, I wanted to apologize for using the N-word. And I said, why are you apologizing to me? And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, I, I mean, that word doesn't even apply to me. That's your word. And he said, what, what do you mean by it? that's my word? And I could have got fired for this, but I said it anyway. I said, well, the white man's the biggest nigga on the planet. Excuse my language. I said, the white man's the biggest nigga on the planet. He do all nigga stuff. I said, he steals. He steals whole people. He steals whole countries. I said, he lies. He lies. He tells big lies all in history. I said, so really, that's your word. And he started laughing. My supervisor was like, why'd you tell him that? You know, you shouldn't have said that. I said, hey, man, I'm not afraid of him, but that's his word. So I'm not mad when he uses his word because when he uses the word, I look at him. As being unique. All right, that's all I had to say. But uh, I like it. you know, that's my word. Man. <laughs> all right. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Mister Research, are you back? Did you want to chime in? Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this. Um, you know, I prefer black, black, very, very dark women first. But it's hard to find a peaceful. 
It's hard. It's to hard find to find a what, Mister Research? We couldn't hear you. It's hard to find a peaceful one. Oh wow! Because no, really, I, I'm, I'm, you know, and and when women hear this, they be thinking we clowning. I believe the white woman has mastered the ability to get in the black woman's head and get her fighting wars that end in nothing. Think about it from this point. Take men out the picture for a second. Who fights mostly in the black female community? Darker skinned women. <laughs> that's not to say. That's not to say. Uh, the hell? Quantify that, Mr. Research. That's First not, off, I think that the wise man made a great point by saying most of us are dark skinned. So, how do you quantify that? You know, being that most black people are dark skinned, what percentage of dark skinned women are fighting versus what percentage of white skinned women are fighting? Well, you know what? If, if you were to quantify it, I, I, I would. I would split it like a 60-40 split. There are you know some- what it is? And I'm, I'm going to say this real quick and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up. Dark-skinned women have become a certain face. We've become the representation of certain types of behavior. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that representation, um, Mr. Research would be right in saying that when you think about a violent person, you're going to generally think about um, either dark skinned man or dark skinned woman. And it's because most people are dark skinned, but we've become the representation of um, all things ratchet. Go ahead, Mr. Research. Let, let, let me let, let me say, look, I'm a dark skinned guy, so I get it. But the, but the problem is when you take men out the picture, which is how I started saying, amongst women, amongst black women, darker skinned women are the ones creating all this stuff. It's like uh, the the exotical war. That's not like skinned women creating that. That's, that's Amber Rose, right? Know. With the slut walk, right? The Amber dark, Rose is a dark skinned woman. Uh, Cardi B is uh, a dark skinned Oh, come on, brother. Out, Please stop. Like Can we have a real conversation? On, stop this you, nonsense. Well, I was going to say that if people would stop interrupting. You know what? I'm going to pass the mic. I'm going to go last. So that way, everybody can get their stuff in. Well, you've already started, Mr. Research. Well, go ahead. Got got it's, all, it's, it's all on you. Go ahead. Same we going to let you finish thing. up your point. RBR, <laughs> let him finish. It's, it's, it's like, look, you got you got ladies that are sitting up here creating a lot of these wars, even amongst women. So it's like you don't have a lot of these light-skinned women as the face of a lot of these wars. I get it. You're going to have your image be seen as a certain type of way. But here I am, a dark-skinned dude. I prefer dark-skinned women. And when I tell you most of them don't know how to just have a pleasant, high, and goodbye type of conversation, it's adversarial. And it it gets me as a dark-skinned man like, you know what, let me just avoid that nonsense. If I say hi, I don't get a smile, I keep it moving. So I just think that you have people like like the brother who kept interrupting. You got you, you got people who are soldiers for women, and 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 their whole thing is women come first in all matters. Okay, be a hyena. I'm not mad at that, but having a serious conversation. A lot of these ladies are not trying to be pleasant; they're trying to be adversarial and angry. But we don't want to hear it because we want to just say, "Oh, it's the brothers." So this is why I tell dudes. Agree with these dudes. It's us. Just walk away. 
because people don't want to have the conversation where it gets fixed. They just want to believe that dudes are evil and it's only oh the dudes God. that are doing the problem. Many of these ladies need to have a real conversation and stop hiding behind these hyena males who are willing to kill his own son just for a woman's glory. Thank you, okay. Mr. Reese. Can we get to the real? Hey, okay. He's hey, can, can, I ask that, can I ask that brother a question? Uh, no, please don't. Please well, don't. Please don't. Let's please let's don't. Let's Come on, let's keep the conversation moving. Come on. Wise man, I do want to hear what you have to say, but he's been chopping at the bit to get in, and he was next. So yeah. let's let him speak, and then I'll come back to you. Go ahead. Sure, no problem. All right, all right. Now, uh, I I change up, but that's okay. Autobiography of Malcolm X. No matter what you feel about Alex Haley, he said when he first got on that bus, that sister frowned up, scarled at him, put her hand, talked to the hand, and all that. By the second week. He would say, hello, good morning, sister. By the second week, when he hit that first step on that bus, her grin was like C. Rose's grin in that picture, from ear to ear. Now, what was it? All women, every woman that's worth something is going to kill you off three times. My wife, Chocolate Slimmy, killed me off three times. I was too young. I was too short. I was this. I was out too black. Where the white boys at? Where's AM1? Where's Grinch? And then the fourth time, she brought that plate of food, sat down right next to me. We've been together ever since. And that was 13 years, 14 years ago. All right. So my point is that if you are a man and if you are interested in that woman, if she doesn't smile at your coon ass, Clarence Thomas ass, then... That means she wants to test you. Celeste, sissy, uh, Celeste, I like Celeste. Celeste said, yeah, three times. I, I'll talk to him. He might be cute. He might be cool. But I'm not going to just give you my number and run to bed to jump into bed with you. Look, I need to get to know you. What Concrete Rose is doing with her fiance, why are they people talking about that? Why not marry somebody you know? Well, they have a vested interest in your relationship failing because they hate black people. And that's what the manosphere is about. Shame on them. Now, I wanted to say real quick and then I'll let it go. Um, before last year, before January 1st, actually, of this year, you could not sue somebody on YouTube formation. Uh, Cardi B didn't sue YouTube. Cardi B sued Tasha K. Now, as of January 1st, if YouTube knowingly, or Google, the platform owner, knowingly promotes false information, QAnon theories, anti-vaxxer, don't wear the mask, don't date black women, don't date black, abort the black male babies, they can be sued for the first time in Section uh, 230 of the oh, wow. Decency and Communications Act if you purposely promote Tommy Sotomayor, Fresh and Fit, Kevin Samuels, Obsidian, and nonsense that you know is not true. They can be sued, and they have billions. They're not Tasha K. Mm -hmm. They're a trillion-dollar okay. company. Let's see what happens. Keep doing what you're doing. Staging these events. Concrete Rose and Big Trucker were right. They staged that. That was staged to make money. Shame on them. 
They're going to make way more money when they sue you for doing that. Thank you, RBR. RBR coming with facts. Y'all better be taking notes. Mic drop. Thank you, RBR. Real quick, let me read the super chat. The RX0 says the issue is blacks have this constant tendency of needing to prove themselves. Not at battles. Not at battles. Not all battles can be won through aggression and violence. At times, you need a strong intellect and a calm demeanor. I agree with you, the RX0. Not all battles can be won through aggression and violence. Um, but to be completely honest, I think that, you know, it's common for man to result to violence. If someone says something that's extremely insulting to you or about your wife or your loved one or something extremely offensive to you, it's common to be like, you want to take it to the streets? But I do think that we do have to get in the mindset uh, not all battles can be won through the aggression. Sometimes it's better to beat them with words. It's better to beat them by by disproving the points that they're laying out. So good point. Uh, thank you, the RX Zero. Wise Man was trying to get in here to ask a question to Mr. Research real quick. Wise Man, if you can make it real quick because Rogish Son has been waiting patiently and then Rogish will come. No right problem. No problem. I just wanted to ask the brother, uh, does he think do, does he think that those sisters act that way because of probably how they've been treated in life? You know, because being the dark skin person, you know how you kind of get the treatment all the time. So do you think that they act that way because of it? No, yeah, I think yeah. they act that way because they learn that if you Are just you go. Oh, that was for me. Oh, well, shit. You know he ain't got the right answer. Okay, go ahead, Mr. Reese. I thought he wanted to treat I'm only going to tell you so much. You need to stop. Stop acting like a little girl. So, so the thing is, brother, is that, yeah, that's absolutely. You do have, like, in my family, we reinforce blackness. So I didn't suffer from it. So, yes, a lot of our sisters, unfortunately, do go to go through that because they don't have reinforcement at home. So I do understand it, but as an adult over 25, 28 years old, you gotta go get counseling or whatever's necessary or read whatever books to reinforce your situation because you're an adult at this point. You gotta try to self-master yourself so that you can be a great partner for somebody and that husband doesn't have to spend years trying to fix what you've been hiding away from. Thank you, okay. Mr. Thank, thank you, brother. I appreciate he it. He does have a good point. I think that we don't see enough of it, like reinforcement of blackness. Like, I'm going to tell you something. I know <laughs> listen, y'all know I'm about to marry a revolutionary. Literally, he made a concerted effort to uh, reassure his daughters how beautiful they were, to have black art displaying them, to ensure that any dolls they played with were melanin, you know, brown dolls. So that, like, that is how you reinforce. You literally have to work to combat the stereotype and the conditioning that children face in media by doing things differently in your home, you know, talking to them about, you know, how beautiful they are and reassuring them of, you know, the beauty that's within them, the, that um, European standards are not, uh, you know, worldwide standards. And like you, there's, this it's a task to, to, to work it. and it takes constant work and it has to start very, very young. We've seen kids do like the doll test at young ages, like three or five years old, they literally Literally, black kids pick out the white doll as the prettier doll. So it literally has to start from, you know, as basically your child coming out the womb because you, you kind of have to start using that affirming language very early on. So um, that's a good point. Um, mm -hmm. 
Rogue Let's get Rogue's son up in here. Thank you for your patience. Hey, peace to y'all. This is, uh, can y'all hear me well? Yes. We can hear you. All right, thank you, thank you uh, for letting me come up. This is very interesting. Um, I understand you don't want to speak on those, the individuals involved, but I think the history of their uh, cultural character actually plays a part. Now, I don't know too much about Fresh and Fit. They seem like some new cats on the block, foreign cats who are trying to bite off a of black man's swag and, you know, KS templatry. Um, so they've never really valued, you know what I'm saying, dark-skinned black women outside of, I mean, you know, dare I say, some of a servant like you know remember these are foreign motherfuckers so you know so how do they mm-hmm. interact mm-hmm. with dark-skinned black women in a land so you know but the is- other dude is dark skinned and they i would say he West um, Indian, right? he West yeah Indian. the fresh prince guy is really a dark-skinned black man okay. um and he doesn't he you know he doesn't he definitely doesn't have a preference for dark darker black women but you know and it to me it was kind of shocking to hear his statements but i do think he's had the he would have had um the opportunity to interact and to have grown up around darker skinned black people but they also experience colorism exactly yeah. exactly yeah. they have their perspective right. with it yeah. and then you got you know you got tommy tommy didn't look like he had issue with dark-skinned black women since his debut so i mean as far back as early youtube so i think that plays a part not necessarily in blaming him for that um a lot of cats got problem with dark-skinned black women i remember i had a homie back in the day and he used to say i'll never eat a snicker only give me a butterfinger and what the he, hell? yeah he used to equate chicks right. to uh to candy bars um but um i think i think it more tells tells a tale of how we let beauty be defined and what we do uh to actually partake within it like black women okay everybody know dark-skinned women are beautiful the fact that they don't know that they're beautiful while seeing other women copy you know what i'm saying a lot from them shows that it's some some deeper some deeper inner shit that y'all got issues with you know what i'm saying like i guess y'all, y'all don't know how to switch over your value measurement and still try to blend in with the system that's already rejecting you to begin with and mm. you know, y'all try y'all try not to stand up for yourselves against that system y'all still try to blend in with some shit that's clearly rejecting you while saying that well this is why you should accept it and it's telling you well we never accepted it from the jump so now you i should. think you have a good point there roguish um yeah. because a lot of a lot of women even with when we have kids and we have daughters um a lot of uh darker children aren't necessarily uplifted but their blackness is damn near used against them as an in negative standpoints get your black ass over here this nappy ass hair go get your press and comb you know what i mean and so i think when you start off like that um then they perm in your hair and um Get on it, Danny. Talking about how ashy you are, and right? It's it's not it's and it doesn't come it doesn't come from a place of love, like to embrace your actual Mm -hmm. natural self, um, because somebody is telling you that straighter hair is better. Um, You being when you have uh, children that are light skinned and they get all the attention, they get more attention because they're they're not a lot of but when you have um a picture of and i'm saying like if you t- go to a school my son is um light skin or halfway light skin right 
um he was in (laughs) halfway but they had he was in a school with mostly dark skin mostly darker children and every time i would go to the daycare they was picking him up they was all he was always in a woman's arms and to a point where i was like put his ass down you already putting some shit on him that it's not necessary like don't don't show him any more attention or love than you would show these other kids um but i i just thought that was interesting and i i've seen that that um especially in light-skinned little girls um to where they're uh damn near fetishized oh she's so pretty oh her hair is so soft and you'll have a little dark-skinned girl right there and she's an afterthought and i think it starts off with our kids early and we don't really give a lot of credence to that even if you think about the natural hair movement which has become which was big for the last 10 years and now it's kind of on its way out but um it was like the looser curl pattern the looser texture yes. hair was the preferred hair and things like that and nature. if you look at a commercial for it it's it, that's exactly Absolutely. exactly Absolutely. what's going on hair types in the right commercial. even when you look so at sister the George, yes can i ask you a question what do you and sister concrete like where do you think that comes from like that mentality that like you know the darker you are the more i mean you know the colorism part where is that coming from like why do that, we perpetuate that i think like, what do you that think? i think that um it's been perpetuated for so long it's been a mindset for so long that nobody we're starting to try to correct it now um because i do have conversations i have and i have dark skinned friends with dark dark skinned daughters and daughters are beautiful but now the mindset is no you don't need a perm your hair is beautiful the way it is you don't have to wear weave um you wearing your natural hair you being able to grow your natural hair you being able to take care of your natural hair you having good skin care um I think it's more so a promotion now, but I think, you know, I grew up in Mississippi, deep, deep South. Um, I think that's always been a mindset from where I'm from. And I don't know where it came from. It came from slavery, literally. Enslaved people, like the light skinned people were preferred. They were the ones that you saw in the big house, literally. But when you were a, a mixed descent or, or, you know, a product of, you know, a mixed person. You were preferred. That's, there literally used to be nursery. Yeah, that's true reiterating the, those thought processes and ideologies that's where it came from. but but i think about it to the sense of even in africa um you know if they're saying that most slaves came from africa um and africa is a country that is huge on colorism and bleaching and stuff like that but but even if they were colonized how is it that a, a minority would be able to come in and tell you that you're less beautiful you, <laughs> you see what the I'm that's the question this is the dominant the dominant society at that time right was fair skin right but, so they no the dominant the society in the african continent is black 1.3 billion black people and they're all as dark as Lapita. The ones that want to be white and 10% of all black populations uh, will sell out and date out of their race and sell out and join the Republican Party and all that old shit. So we're going to always have sellouts. We're always going to have albinos. We had albinos in Africa before there were white people. So there were always 
blacks who lacked pigmentation. The problem is 1.3 billion black people, black as midnight, do not have a colorism issue. It's the white people who hate them because they're black that have the issue. This hatred is internalized. RBR, okay, let him respond to what you're saying. I think RBR has a point. I don't know how they allowed themselves to be colonized. I think it's because of the fact that the U.S. has. I know my mic is loud. I'm moving closer. Sorry. No, what I mean by what I mean by dominant society. What I mean by the dominant society, like the dominant society, is the society that can enter into your country and then dominate you and subjugate you and have you take on their cultural ideas and so on and so forth. So what I mean is, like, for instance, in uh, Rwanda and Uganda, when they were able to uh, are in, even in the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, where you had uh, Leopold come in there and pit the light skinned ones against the dark skinned ones. That's what I mean. That's why that is more preferred in Africa, mm-hmm. where a place where you have thousands, millions in, uh, of, of dark skinned black people, they can promote the idea of light skin is better because it's, it's because of the people that are controlling. Better. Right. But That's thank I mean. you, so, okay. oh. um, Go ahead, Rogish, because I don't think Rogish was done with his point. Then we got to get Truth Teller in here. Yeah, I just want to instill this. Um, when when they complain about the hair over here, it's usually black black hair, right? And usually a, a black woman's hair or something like that. But I, I got to ask y'all, do y'all think that that makes it right once they say, oh, we missed this in the rule book and they correct it? Do the kids go to that school and feel like they're actually accepted and valued and loved there? after they fix a rule and they and they hear the oops get corrected no no because it takes years like literally they've uh, you can't undo conditioning by changing a rule that's like the rule where um the supreme court ruled that you know we we can now wear our natural hair we can't be um forbidden from wearing our natural hair in the workplace um like that you you still won't change the mindset overnight by creating a rule or undoing a rule that was uh, formerly in place. Um, I think literally you have to work at it. It has to be a constant thing. That reinforcement has to be constant and it has to come from the parents of those children. Literally, the first time I ever heard somebody say something while it was my oldest daughter. She came home and she told me that a guy at her school, she was in high school at the time, told her she was pretty for a dark skinned girl and she was livid. And let me tell you something. Both of my daughters are stunning. (laughs) Like that's an understatement. But somebody told her that and I had never heard that because there were not a lot of black people in the town that I grew up in. But she was literally livid from hearing that. And it was really like I, I really hadn't dealt with much colorism in my life. So it wasn't a thing. I dealt with racism, but not colorism. And it was kind of eye-opening for me. But um, I had always told my children that they were pretty, but I really started making even more of an effort to reassure her of how beautiful she is and make sure that she saw it everywhere around her. But um, thank you, Rogus, for that question. Danny, did you want to answer or you want to go on the truth teller? Um, my son had came in right when Rogus was starting to ask his question. So if you could repeat it for me. Sorry about that. No, that's all good. Because I, I was thinking in the logic process and actually taking into consideration your agency when these schools call out a child's hair being not within a rule book or something. It's usually a black child. And I asked y'all, do y'all think that black child now, once they correct 
the oops that they say they're corrected. Do they feel wanted at that school? Do they feel valued at that school? Is all that absolutely is all not? Is, absolutely is not. Surface acceptance. Absolutely not. Um, children already go through enough with being made fun of with clothes and how they dress and carry themselves. I feel like they go through enough. But if you have white people um, telling you that your hair looks a weird way or it's not good enough, um, I actually think that adds more to low self-esteem issues than empowerment. Um, I prefer my, ch my child actually go to schools um, to where they know how to deal with all types of races. But when your child goes to a school where it's mostly black people, I still think there's a different set of issues regarding that because usually um, when the school's all black, they don't usually receive the same funding. But at the same token, it, it's still like um, when they go to other schools and somebody's telling them that that they're not good enough. Um, it it really does something to a child when you uplifting other children and then you you telling um, your black child, if your black child has dreads or something, you're telling your child that their hair is unruly or out of control. Um, yeah, that does do something for a child. I think that does something for adults, which is why I and, and black man brutally honest said something. Shout out to my brother. He said something very interesting that black men will sit up here and tell you what they actually prefer. And we still will go in the opposite direction. Um, now I'm actually starting to look at some of this shit as a mental illness um, that yes. has gone unaddressed. That's where I'm starting to look at it as because black men are telling you, you know what? I love your natural hair. I love I love the kinkiness of it. I love when it's full. Now, I don't think most of y'all actually prefer like the teeny weeny fro, but um, versus what what's become with these lace fronts and wigs. It's it's an epidemic. I think that's starting to become a sickness that really needs to be addressed. But that's a good point, though. I never doubted what. I'm gonna tell you something like I had braids when I first started dating my fiance and he immediately told me that he didn't like weave. Uh, I kept my braids till I was ready to take them out because they were pretty fresh. But um, like <laughs> I, I listened to I listened to him when he told me that he loves my natural beauty and loves my natural hair. Like I didn't um, I didn't doubt what he was saying. Uh, and I, I actually enjoy my own natural hair and like my, you know, I think that I'm uh, attractive myself, but it wasn't for me. I never doubt when black men talk about their preferences. I think that black women gonna do what black women want to do. Like, I don't think, I think that if black women prefer weave, that if a man tells a, a black woman, I think you look better with your natural hair, that it doesn't matter because her preference is for weed that I don't even think that it's her preference. Um, I'm going to tell you what my observation has been. The type when, of enough that y'all need to be for us. Y'all don't like that. No, but you know what it is. The pilgrims enough for us. <laughs> you know what it is, is um, when you look at social media, you look at social media and certain trends come out um, when lace fronts made a debut Okay, it was to a point to where women could barely afford a lace front. Lace fronts were yeah. um, really expensive right. at one point. Right. 
then it became like okay now we got these lace fronts everybody can get a lace front and so now you can walk into a public space with black people 89 percent of them will probably have a weave or some type of lace on their head and nobody looks at that as being strange nobody looks at that as um something off with that situation um, matter of fact, and I like I said, I, I, I think it's more so of what they're promote, promoting socially, um, what we have our stars wearing. Um, I, I think that's what's mostly promoted um, versus what we really like. And I think people really try to keep up with a trend. And I, I think that's interesting. Uh, let me just take 30 seconds before we move on, because some something important just happened. What Sister Joy said and what Mr. Wise asked. Somebody in the chat room, a couple of people were making fun because I said uh, black reinforcement. And I just realized a lot of people really haven't really had it. Here in the Bay Area, we uh, if, if you go look, most of most of the Bay Area puts out most of the black policies that the Senate ends up passing, comes out the Bay Area, whether it's food programs, Bay Area, whether it's Crown Act, Bay Area. There's so much stuff the Bay Area puts out there, even the uh, thing that Barbara Lee does out the Bay Area. And I just realized, you know what? A lot of people haven't had this black reinforcement that I grew up with. You got beat up out here for teasing black people. That's a good point. That didn't happen in other states, I'm sure. But uh, we, in, in the Northeast, it did. In the Northeast, you know, they had we, a very we, strong yes yeah. but you're right we we, we uh celebrate afros braids we've always done that and actually we have a black joy parade every year out here is it still like that mr research because i yeah, see so many like dark-skinned women say that they get yeah. i'm talking yeah. about fit, beautiful dark-skinned women that say that they literally are not the preference in california and get passed over yeah, they, yeah. They're talking about, i've heard they're, that they're too. Talking about san diego la uh, uh, not in LA. No, no, they choose the sisters in LA, though. Uh, but but up here in the area, we 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 don't. They ain't ain't nobody okay. passing up no chocolate sisters. Chocolate sisters in demand up here. It's it's hmm. it's, it's different. So and, and and mind you, not every chocolate sister. Because if you come with the East Coast or the Mississippi mindset, and you're very confrontational, <laughs> they don't the like that. Mississippi mindset. That's an East Coast thing. Or I don't yeah, know well, why he had to throw area. Mississippi up in no, there. No, no, um, that's not what happened in Mississippi, baby. People come to Mississippi and get what? Never yeah, mind. That, well, Mississippi baby. women, like they're considered like you know the they show southern. We southern bills. Like those are you know. No, no. What what I'm saying is, you got some Mississippi and Alabama women will come here, and and, and they they feel so defeated once they come here, they just start assuming a lot of stuff in their head, and it ain't really real. We we've had to calm a couple of people. I've had to calm down some Mississippi dudes. My father from Mississippi, so I get it. But some people come here and they and they say, "Oh no, y'all all like white girls." No, we don't. You, you need to calm it's down and actually. Bad. Well, um, let me get uh, Mr. Research where you finish. So so in conclusion, my point is uh, there is a lot of reinforcement here. And maybe that's why I got indoctrinated so much in my family, 
because we have so much of it here. Please come down to the Black Joy Parade. We have it every February of every year. And maybe you guys can enjoy all this blackness we got out here uh, celebrating as one, man. Maybe you get a dose of it. Take it back home to your Baltimore and your Philadelphia. I also think if we were more managers, that we would actually um, appreciate our skin more. You're right. Um, let us get uh, Truth Teller, Gaston, and then Trinity up in here. Truth Teller, what are... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me read the super chat. Shout out to Danica Marie. What's up, Miss Crown here herself? Um, thank you so much for the super chat. Shout out to No Cupcake Zone. He says, most black men don't like the smell of sweat. And funk. We don't know. That's crazy. Uh <laughs> truth teller, uh, what are your thoughts? Oh my gosh, this conversation had me rolled in my car, y'all. Um, all right, couple things. First off, as black men, we would prefer the baby fro to these lace fronts. I'm sorry, ladies. Y'all gotta cut this shit out now. Right. Facts, nigga. Facts. Okay, right, smooth. Y'all gotta cut this shit out. This is horrible. Y'all look terrible out here in these streets. But anyway, um, you know what? I recently did some background searching uh, my history on Ancestry.com. My mother is in heavily in education, so when I was a kid, she actually did go back in our family tree, trace my family back to about 1810. So got some information, saw my relatives' Freedman bank cards, saw relatives' enlistment into the Union Army, saw relatives, um, members of the Freemasons, saw a whole lot of stuff, 60s, 70s on back. I have formed an opinion. And my opinion is this colorism stuff comes from unattractive women. Not just dark-skinned oh. women, white-skinned ones too. <laughs> yes, we have some history without the color of our skin in this country, so I'm not negating that. I, I don't I don't dispute that at all. And I do think we need to take that into context. And I do think it's a part of our current existence. But the bottom line is this is actually carried by our women, our mothers, our aunts, our cousins, our sisters. Most black men don't have this opinion. Honestly, honestly. There's not one, I, there's, it's a very rare black man that turns down a beautiful woman because she's dark skinned. That, that's, mm -hmm. that's not even in our script. We're not programmed like that. So all of this talk, I think women just make it up because it makes them feel better. Either you're light skinned and you're pretty, or if you're dark skinned and you're not pretty, it's colorism. Not every woman is pretty. We got to cut that shit out. Not every lady is pretty. Let me ask you a question. Know, I, and the mm -hmm. crux of our argument wasn't really based around colorism. We talked about colorism for a few minutes, really highlighting yeah. the fact that dark-skinned women are seen as like angry, not, 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 un, not undesirable. Well, go ahead, Danny. Sorry. Well, I, I was going to say um, I, I don't necessarily agree with that argument because if you do come to the Deep South, now I'm not going to say that this is true for every state, but if you come to a state like Mississippi where um, you don't see a whole lot of uh, light-skinned people, light-skinned people tend to be very, very much preferred um, in certain states, especially in the Deep South. Would you acknowledge well, are, that? 
Mm-hmm. I will acknowledge that, but you're taking into context where that community is surrounded by white people. I money, understand. I totally understand that. But when y'all talk about colorism and we can sit over here and tell y'all we've seen it, um, we know what it looks like. And it's not because the woman is more unattractive or, or whatever. No, no, no. Um, it, it, it's just a certain mindset. It's a certain, let me just say this. It's a certain uh, mindset in certain states that um, they take on. So don't don't say that it doesn't exist. Now, if you're talking about in northern states where they're way more progressive, I, I absolutely agree. But in the south, um, yeah, well, the south got some I shit. Say, I didn't say it doesn't exist. Or is it yeah, I didn't say it doesn't exist. It does exist. I st- I'm saying it's perpetuated by women. Very few men. Mm, I wouldn't agree with that either. Men, very few men will turn down a pretty dark-skinned woman because she's dark-skinned. He, <laughs> what I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is, if mm-hmm. you come down south and you have. South. Okay. If live, you come to, are you in the deep south? Because Atlanta, they don't even. Oh, okay. You aware? I think it's just yeah, it's if just you're talking about Florida, Florida is a different animal versus no, 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 Bible I, Belt I've South. In, so I've lived in South Florida, which is a different animal than Central Florida and Northern Florida. I've lived in all three places. Yeah, I, I think I'm lighter. I've been told by a light skinned girl that two light skinned people shouldn't be together. I got you. I got you. I got you. What I'm saying to you is if you go to a place like Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, if you go to Bible Belt South, um, colorism is very prevalent. Um, I'm not saying it's not prevalent. You're not hearing me. I didn't say it's not prevalent or doesn't exist. I said it's being perpetuated by women. I'm saying that that's not true. I'm saying that in certain areas in the South, that wouldn't be applicable. That's not well, true. Good question. Good question. Then, how do you? How do we learn it? Um, I would say that you learn it through you whatever traumas, whatever traumas that weren't ever well, hold healed. On. You guys, you guys described it earlier. You described it earlier. You, you let the mother, your aunts tell you to get hair perm. You get all this stuff. You said you described it earlier. What I said earlier, if I remove the Mississippi girl from Mississippi and put her. No, I'm not talking about Mississippi. No, I'm just saying. If I remove the girl from from wherever and put her in an environment where it's not like that, she's going to see it everywhere she goes and not necessarily experience it. Exactly. I want to I want to ask a question because I know you guys are alluding to the fact that you learn it from the women in your family. But do you think that it, it has an impact on you as a young girl if you are a dark skinned girl, a dark skinned young girl, and all you see is your dad oogling over light skinned women? He has this strong preference for light skinned <laughs> white women. Nobody time, will acknowledge that. I want to know because every time well, you, well, you, you, you can hear I answer say somebody, hold on, I'm not even done with the question. I every can answer that too. Every time God, damn, acknowledge know, the beauty right? in someone, it's someone lighter skin with, with, you know, a different texture hair that looks absolutely nothing like you. He never tells you how beautiful you are. You don't get reinforced. Do you think that that could have an impact on a child's psyche? I, I absolutely yes. do. Yes. 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 I don't think nobody's going to argue against that. 
but but concrete can i can i bring up an example like for instance in my own family personally right my father is the one that put in me you know son i mean you can call it colorism i guess he told me he said son you want them real dark that's what that's what he told me so i don't know if that's a perpetuation of colorism but my mother i ever prefers uh she favors light skin people you know what i mean more than dark skin my dad was always the one that reinforced in me uh so you know black is beautiful dark is, you know so on and so forth but his mother is dark skin so i don't know i mean that's just a good example but my mom propagates that like oh black and you know do, do, say, do you guys remember when light-skinned right. men were like women literally wanted to have babies by light-skinned dark black women Thanks. dark-skinned women uh -huh. like yeah. were actually perpetuating it and had a affinity for light-skinned men Thanks. didn't want nobody dark and we know that that happens too no you won't hear me and daddy deny that but to see the when, 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 when the reversal was there castle like to acknowledge that like okay everybody talking about dark-skinned light-skinned women Let's say that the dark-skinned women is the least preferred, the, the light-skinned women is the most preferred. All right, well, who is who do is she trying to fucking imitate? She ain't in there in her light-skinnedness upon herself. She's trying to act like a motherfucking white bitch. So ultimately, all this shit points to the motherfucking white bitch. Oh, uh, let me read these super chats let me read these super chats and i do want to hear from trinity because we got another lady up on the panel shout out to mad scientist he says self-respecting black men are not setting around lusting for lace fronts wigs weaves primary color hair and bat wing lashes on your mother fucking ass um thank you so much for that mad scientist shout out to rb aura he says it's not black women or ugly women pushing the myth of euro and light supremacy it's euro and part-time blacks oh rb rb eating y'all ass up um shout out to nub cupcake zone he says uh light skin <laughs> ugly is a hard ugly dark skin Facts. is in oh my thank god thank you so Facts. much for that, that so um bad. trinity Dude, what are your thoughts on the conversation damn he dropped the truth trinity you there you gotta trinity, mute you yourself she... trinity. Uh, he's speechless after that comment oh no there she go yeah. Hey, Trinity, what's yeah, going I, on, lady? Yeah, put me on the screen, man, so my whole name can show, man. I'm special. I'm with me. The Trinity <laughs> Time Travel Show. Welcome to the show. What's up, man? Because I can't see my, I can't see my um, name. And Feel free friend. to drop your link in the chat. It's, it's too long. No, it's not too long. Bitch, you too long. Nigga, your dick is too long. Oh. Thank oh, you. Oh, Thank okay. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, uh, you know, see, that's what happens when you skip over me, Sister George. How y'all doing uh this evening? We're doing good, Gaston. How are you? Good, Gaston. I'm all right. The lip licking <laughs> dictator. Let's go. All right. What in the hell? Wait, is that about me or I don't know what the hell. Go you ahead, Gaston. You the dictator. Oh, go ahead, Gaston. Y'all hush. Right. Goddamn. So, so yeah, so the uh military. As you know, I'm a veteran. Danny's a veteran. Uh, and they take nine weeks to break. You know, usually the average soldier that goes in the military is what, about 18, 19 years old. And so they take nine weeks to break that sense of fear of death, right? Like through physical and mental conditioning. 
Um, and what we see, I think, going on now, especially with social media, because everything is on social media nowadays, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And what we're seeing is that there are people coming out uh, to break that social conditioning and it's not being well received because the other side is fighting back. One thing you never see in basic training is somebody there telling you, no, don't listen to them. Don't do the pushups. Don't run. Don't get smart. No, there's never the other side. Right. And so I think that's what the battle we're all fighting right now is because unfortunately there is a social conditioning. Right. And so I guess I'm interested to know um, from the from the host of this show and I guess from the other gentlemen on the panel as well. Um, what are you doing to break that social conditioning that you see in mostly our women? Because there are, there are some issues with us as men as well, and we're working on that shit. But the biggest issues that I see personally is that the women, not all women, but most of the women are just socially conditioned to not care or not want the they want attention the wrong way, right? They just want attention, like they want to get money, they want to get stuff and attention. And it's like, why not want to build a family, build a relationship? And that's why I think the biggest issue that we have is that Bro, you ain't been paying attention to the programming. I mean, wait, you got to look at the sign. Wait, let him finish, man. Let him finish. Well, yeah. So, so what are what are, what are we doing to combat the social conditioning from the other side? Is is my ultimate question. You can't. Women have to do this. There's nothing well, that we can do. Once we give our word and, and they don't accept uh, our word of how to present but, themselves to us but, in their naturality, that's up to them, cuz. Right. So, well, sir, the first, so the first. I the question. Hold on. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah. No, I was saying I presented the question to the host first, right, and then then to the rest of the you know the rest of the panel is gentlemen because the other women who come on the panel don't know how to act. So uh, so yes, uh, ladies, what are you all doing? I know you said uh, concrete. You have daughters, mm -hmm. and Sister George, I know you interact with younger women. Um, you have, I have a daughter as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. My daughter's uh, my daughter's biracial. Okay, um, but positive promotion of our culture. Um, I try to highlight the best things about our culture and mm -hmm. embracing our blackness. Um, we listen to soulful music. Um, we dance. We, um, you know, teaching them about spades, teaching them um, our slang terms or whatever, because I don't have an issue with any of that. I, you know, just teaching um, the best parts of our culture and mm -hmm. we enjoy the best parts of our culture we we have a good time so that's how i try to um instill those values in our kids concrete um i think for me aside from you know reassuring my daughters how beautiful they are which they know <laughs> but um i also make sure that they see examples of black beauty i have a very afrocentric um, home and I make sure that, you know, we, I'm very close with my daughter. So, um, every, you know, we take time out to highlight black excellence and at every opportunity. Um, I also talk to them, not just about their beauty, but the value of their melanin. We look at articles and I'm always forwarding them information on, you know, how valuable melanin is and how, um, it is a actual commodity. Um, you know, I take every opportunity to ensure that I'm having discussions with my children about what black excellence is, what it looks like, and, and I'm being an example to them. 
Now, see, when I cuss your motherfucking ass out, Karina, with your stupid wow. ass, get your ignorant ass out my fucking chat, you stupid ass whore. Is that really ever in your fucking that, life? Is that really a picture that looks like a guy I, I know? I mean, me but this is the shit that we're talking about. How, how fucking dare you? Who is that, Sister George? Who is that? A raggedy bitch that had no business showing up here in the first place. See, you just proved your point. These dark-skinned women are a problem. Wow. <laughs> That's not true. Wow. Hide her ass from my chat. Hide her. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I took care of that. She, she's so ugly, I wouldn't fuck her with a stolen dick. Uh, so well, that, let me, like I said, I'll say this to answer the brother's question. I teach the behavior as well as the rent money. Stop capping. Hold on. Okay, go ahead, wise man. What, what was your I was response? just gonna say, like, I have two daughters too, right? I have one that's fourteen, one that's four, uh, that's two. And uh, what I try to teach them is your behavior, you know, just you know the morals and the principles. And then, uh, of course, I always teach them that they're a part of the original people that first founded this planet. So, I mean, you give them the history, the culture, and then you give them the behavior. I know that my wife, being a dark-skinned woman, she teaches modesty in black men. You know, and and how femininity is a power that she can use to benefit her. However, she should also know how to act and conduct herself in public. So, I mean, we, I mean, and of course, you know, me being in the nation, going to all the details of what they do because I'm not in their class. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I do. So that's a good thing, though. I'm glad you said that, uh, wise man, because they have reinforcement all around. They literally, uh, aside from, you know, they get reinforcement at home. They're also receiving external reinforcement. And that can be extremely powerful. I know men that are in the nation and that, you know, have received like training and how, you know, the type of um, character that that has um, been developed through that training. So that is that's dope. That's awesome. Um, did anyone else want to answer Gasson's world question real quick before we go yeah. on to the next person? Yeah. Who was uh, Smooth? Go ahead. Brownsburg, I just spoke. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't see anybody. Go ahead, Brownsburg. The Brownsburg. Hey, peace. What's going peace. on? Peace. Hey, yeah. so 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 let me say this to Gaston, it, it is there is no way that that's gonna work at all on a men's perspective because women at, at large usually come with their own projections and then try to put those projections on men. So that's why I said in the comment section that the whole entire thing about colorism is a woman's argument. It has nothing to do with us as men. They they could have, and this mm. is the thing, they live in a world where they believe that social media is the gravitational force of everything. So the fact of the matter, they still want to talk about lyrics from 2006 with Lil Wayne when he talks about a red bone and try to project that all black men think like that. So at the end of the day, like to me, I just think it's really funny because even when I hear a dude sit up there and talk about colorism amongst themselves, I just think it's really feminine. Like it, you, you shouldn't be engaging in that. That's a woman's problem. You understand? So my thing about it is you just drop it. You feel what I'm saying? Just like they always want to say black men like white women inherently. And don't know nothing about you from from a damn post on the wall. So <laughs> to have this conversation, I just I just I'm just saying in regards to your to what you said, I I would say it, it's we should stay out of that. At the end of the day, let the women be able to go ahead and correct that. Sister Joy says she does the work, and so does uh, Concrete Rose. Yeah, but, but they're like it. Nobody else does. Um, the sisters George and Concrete. I just want to say one thing real quick. 
I don't know why we use the word colorism. We should just use the word racism because colorism is basic. All this is is white supremacist yeah, racism. It's all of racism. But, but, but here's my thing, though. It, it, it would be one thing if dark-skinned black women had dark black skin, but they had the nicest personalities on earth. The problem that you're facing isn't your color of your skin. It's the personality. And but when why you, is there an assumption though? That's, that's all, you know what? Uh, well, I was gonna get to the. I was gonna just say it real okay. quick. The thing about it is, I have to wonder at this point: is it the media that's reinforcing the stereotype for the youngest of black girls to try to fit themselves into that stereotype? Because I can't imagine that they're all being challenged and suddenly developing this antisocial personality themselves. They'd have to be getting this from watching those stupid shows like Basketball Housewives yeah. of Love in Atlanta and all that nonsense where the women are always fighting. The women are always fighting. The black girls are always fighting. They're always screaming. They're always, oh, yeah. Well, I can, oh, oh, Oprah. Oh, yes. <laughs> let me let me say something real quick. You and RBR, your mics, baby. Woo! Bust an eardrum. But listen, real quick. So I just y'all on the say, same though, level. Even uh, see, I, I someone in the chat told me my mic wasn't loud. I tried. I was gonna turn. No, no, no. My mic, my mic gain is turned down. It's that I'm screaming at my mic. Your, your <laughs> so, mic gain yeah, is turned down. You that's why his name Loud Truck. It's no, loud but truck. all but no, but listen, see Rose. I'll go back to my original volume. Oh, big truck. Yeah. Really quickly, uh, just very briefly. As it relates to what you just said, you literally said it's not like black women have the most pleasant personalities in the world. Like it's almost as if we have to be uh, more nice than everyone else in the world in order to be deserving of just basic decency. Oh, well, hold on. I, ne I never said that. See, okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You know what they always say? They say you can attract more flies with honey than you can with vinegar, right? Now, uh, with all of the history that we have with white people, of all the possible women that should be giving us the most pushback as black men, it should be white women. But that's not happening. White women are overly effeminate to us, and they're nicer to us, and they're always, they'll start a conversation. No, they're not. 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 Y'all let them finish. Y'all let them finish. Let me finish. Can't hear Excuse me. Excuse me. Even if I don't say white women because where you live, I can just say, I could just as easily say Hispanic women. I could just as easily say Hispanic women. I could just as easily say Asian women do the same thing. So my thing is, when you hear black men complain, they're always complaining about the exact same set of complaints. The attitude's bad. They don't cater to the men what the black men want. They do their own thing and say, oh, well, if you don't like it, I got a nigga who does. If you don't like my lace front, I got a nigga who does. And the problem is, if you're going to do it that way, then you're going to constantly get that negative pushback. Mm. These other women out there are not... A, when you approach them as a black man, I know I can only speak for myself, but I, I've seen it from these other guys, passport bros, whatnot. Mm -hmm. But when you approach these other women, even if it's not going to lead to a sexual encounter, they're still nicer just to approach them. They don't turn their nose up at you and, oh, yeah, that nigga ain't got nothing. Different social realities. Well, Why don't well, Okay, okay. Can y'all hear me? I need to yeah. read the super. Y'all doing the thing. most. I'm gonna drop down. I thought the most means that you're a soul. Hey, hey, hey truck, on, let bro. me read the super chat. 
the Roger report. Because like sometimes we just need to take a breather. So a little intermission to read the super chat. The Roger report says men should ignore women's colorism argument until women drop their preferences about men. As long as they think they should have preferences in men, the men should keep their preferences in women regardless of their feelings. Uh, thank you, Roger. We appreciate the support, brother. I don't know if I agree with that. I do want to say that as it relates to men's arguments about women, they're generalizing. Their arguments are about Black women, not dark-skinned women for the most part. I do hear some men making specific arguments about a sect of Black women, but generally men are complaining about Black women as a whole. I'm going to tell you something, like light-skinned women know that they are preferred. You're not going to meet someone that's going to have a stronger, I don't give a F what you think stance than a light-skinned woman. So let's stop acting like that's a dark-skinned woman thing because it's not. Let me answer okay. Gaston's question. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Research. So, Gaston, very, very, very thing, a uh, quick thing. When you see Indian women talk about colorism, when you see uh, dark-skinned Asians talk about colorism, do they talk about their men or do they talk about white people? They generally talk about white people. They never address, you can go to any colorism conversation right now on YouTube and you'll hear them talk about white people they'll never speak about their men but here in america and with some of our black women colorism and this goes to brown first point colorism seems like it's a black man conversation first and more so and can we respond to that brother Ladies, can we respond to that? Can I respond to that? Okay. To someone, and then RBR will let you chime in, and then we got to go ahead and get bronze bird. I want to hear from him too. So go ahead, Mr. Research. Sorry about that. And so, and so, you you very rarely, if never, and this was bronze bird point, ever hear her speak about what the white woman is doing, woman on woman. You don't you don't hear that. You. Don't, and that's why I said earlier, I believe the white woman has mastered the ability to train the black woman and send her out to fight battles that are never going to end well for her. So once again, colorism, when, when Indian women speak, it's about white people. When colorism is about black, it's about the black man. It's never about the white woman, never <clears throat> about the white man. And I challenge anybody to go get a video where colorism even addresses the white man for five minutes straight or the white woman for two minutes straight. Thank you. Okay. If I could push back on, on that lie. Um, Mississippi Masala was a... Was a oh, shit! Can we just have a little bit of truth? It ain't gonna kill you. Go ahead, Interrupting. I was supposed to be next. Now you talk about I'm interrupting myself. We don't need help. Just stop because y'all are agitating them, and this just gets to be too much. Gaston, go ahead, so we can get. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I just want to say that I think that unfortunately the. The only way we can move the conversation for us from both sides. And I know y'all say it's all on women, but it really isn't. Um, but I, I want to go ahead and drop down in case you had to bring somebody else up. And I can't take that loud ass mic. So y'all have a good evening. Yeah, and we ain't I'm bringing nobody else up, child. It's, it's, I'm about to Thanks. make y'all wrap this shit up. Thank you, guys. Yeah, he, he can't take this truth. It ain't the mic. It's the truth behind the mic. All right. All right. So the movie was Mississippi Masala. And it was the Indian girl and Denzel Washington. 
And the father didn't want her to marry Danzel Washington because the kids would come out black because the black man has the sperm and he can make the black baby. Now, the Asian women, they are colorizing, they are having surgery on their eyes, they are dyeing their hair blonde, not because they want to talk about white people in colorism, it's because they want to be white. They got the blue color contact lenses on. So what we're saying is that colorism is perpetrated by white people. And the difficulty that black people have is you can't lie about your race being superior. You don't own any media. You don't own any platforms. And I don't want us to own the platform. Google is not here. They're stealth. They're manipulating from behind the scenes. They're promoting the uckery fay. They are. But you think it's black women. You think it's black men. But it's not. It's white people who own the site, who make the movies, who make the TV shows, who make whites are better, lights are better. It's an interracial sellout couple. All right. Everything is breed the black race out of existence so they could have their white ethno planet. And shame on anybody black that wants to help them. Evolution does not ebb towards people being lighter. Evolution starts with dark, dark black people and they get blacker. The albinos were as white. The Asians and whites came from African albinos. They don't have any pigmentation. Look at them today. Look at the Africans today. They are midnight blue black. They don't hate their race and culture and have bought into this myth of white supremacy like 99.9% of blacks in the manosphere have. Shame on you. Uh, All right. And that was RBR. RBR, thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. We appreciate all the support that you you show us. We definitely appreciate you. We got to get Bronze Bird in here. She, go ahead, Bronze Bird. What are you <laughs> on the topic? Ooh, uh, all right, Swami. so, all right, Swami. All right, so I was, I'm peeping what y'all saying, right? First of all, that was foul play to that woman that said something about Sister George. I'm just saying. Um, so, so let's go into this, right? Number one, if you notice what happened on that show, even though I don't like watching Fresh and Fit at all, it's a bunch of bimbos that don't talk about nothing, right? So the thing about it is, obviously, it was a jealousy because she didn't get no dick. That's all that joint was about. She went mm. ahead and started using colorism as an argument point to sit up there and go against uh, the brother, the, the brother, um, how did I forget his name? Tommy Sotomayor. Tommy. Thank you. Tommy Sotomayor because of his rhetoric and what he says on YouTube. That's all that joint was about. I get so sick and tired of when women or certain people want to use a colorism argument to go ahead and say something that has nothing to do with the argument or personal problems they have with someone. Then, of course, it comes into that projection that black men at large are the ones that's perpetuating some type of weird old stereotype and saying we just shit all over dark skinned women. But this is the thing. Certain people that bring up about reality shows, too, it isn't just dark-skinned women. And, and the ironic thing about those ratchet-ass shows, executive producers be black women. So the fact of the matter is black women have a hand in their own entire demise, sometimes, because I'm going to say his brothers, too, his brothers and sisters that have a demise in, in the ratchetness of black people on those shows and whatever have you. You understand? So when we go into this colorism argument, I, I just hate hearing 
uh, the victimization come out of uh, uh, dark-skinned women because it's stupid. I, I, I like dark-skinned women. And, and most of the brothers you ask on this panel, if they if you ask them they like dark-skinned women, they will say yeah. yeah. But the point is, they come uh -huh. up with their own projection. Well, that's you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I said most. That's why I said most, though. So what I'm saying is... <laughs> but that's but that's honestly true though. Dark, like certain dark skins just don't date dark skins, right? So that's true. So all I'm gonna say is at the end of the day, it just be projections. And when I think about it to that that point Gaston said, um, I'm gonna say at the end of the day, ain't no change in no conversations. That's for them to go ahead and deal with. That's not a problem us as men. We already set the tone. If they would listen more and if they would understand exactly what the hell is going on, instead of doing stupid things like trying to petition against Tina Knowles' own show and documentary, we could get somewhere. But that won't happen. That's all I got to say. Mic drop. Thank you so much, Bronze Bird. Um, definitely, definitely appreciate you coming through. Um, yeah, you uh, brought up some good points. So uh, thank you. Yeah, we're some real solid stuff. Real, real talk. Yes. All right. Um, smooth, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I actually had a lot of them, but kind of like they were already echoed by some of the things that Big Truck said, Mr. Research said, and um, what Bronzeburg said. So it's like I'm not left to say with much now. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll just say that, uh, you know, black color, you know, melanin and all that stuff, you know, it comes in all shades and colors. And um, it's not right to try and put one over the other. You know, I know that sounds weak as hell, but it, it is what it is. You know, there are different strands of melanin. You understand me? The continent has all of them. I mean, at the end of the day, you look at Ethiopians. Are you going to call them not black now because they're more copper colored skin? It's a different form of melanin. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just like niggas. Y'all just learn to appreciate your freaking skin color, man. And shut the hell up, yo. At the end of the day, man, because the whole thing with, oh, yeah, you don't like me because I'm dark skin. I mean, I get it. You understand me? But at, at some point, somebody's got to stop that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there's enough black men out here that prefer dark skinned women. There's there's black men that prefer lighter skinned women. There are black men that prefer both. I mean, it, it shouldn't be as big of a deal as it used to be back in the day if we want to say that we're evolved or we want to really change the narrative around. Everybody should be happy of their skin tone and should be happy of their natural hair, you know, and and yeah, and just shut the hell up. But thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry if it seemed like I was just here to troll now, but everybody pretty much said what I wanted to say. You've been trolling in the chat all day, but no, thank you so much. Oh, mm. hell yes. Mm. You already know. You already know. But thank you so much. We appreciate but, but, Oh, yeah, no, no. But, but, but for concrete, I do want to say I can't wait Good. for the day where you can finally roast me for all the shit that I've been talking about. You know what I'm saying? When you finally get that championship. That championship. I, I cannot deal with y'all. Get out of here. Mind your business. Right. Like, what about your wife? Peace, y'all. Boss move. Let's get Truth Teller up in here, child, because Truth Teller got some chaotic ass energy, honey. Truth Teller, what are your final thoughts? I actually wanted to push back on um, the question where the gentleman was asked, you guys, the hosts, in regards to how do you convey the value of being black and, you know, um, to help our that kids. Against, right, the, um, the conditioning that children undergo. Okay, what's your pushback? The pushback is everything that you guys said sounds good, 
but it's not practical. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. We don't. So let me give. We don't live in a community where everybody, the majority, is black. We live. We live in a society where the majority is not us. We're we're a small population, right? Getting smaller. Yes. So all those things are awesome. You know, teaching the history, your culture, and all that good stuff. That's awesome. But that doesn't help you live in this arena. That doesn't help you huh? field. That doesn't help you deal with the obstacles and field the attacks that are coming into you. There's some practical things that need to be done with our kids to teach them how to be able to deal with that. Also, how to how to understand when that's happening, what it really is. For the what most makes part, you think that you you didn't came up with like all kinds of things that well, was never let me, said? Let me say. So if I teach, you know, some of the things that we do like to do, we, you know, our hair, you know, keeping it natural, putting it in our styles that we know, uh, you know, having those family outings, playing spades doing those things. That's awesome. Teaching our history about our families and, and the culture we come from. That's awesome. I'm not saying that that's, that's what we shouldn't do. We should, those are basic cultural things that should be taught to every one of our kids. What we're leaving out is how do they deal with the environment that they're in? Providing those lessons. So what makes enough. you think that they're in a totally black environment or that they're in a totally white environment and these things aren't happening. I think that um, he asked us what we do to basically promote um, our blackness. To, to combat like the, the conditioning that they're undergoing, which is the same thing by promoting, you know, their blackness. But Correct. doesn't it start with building up their confidence? Like if, oh, if you right. that's, that's what, what we were highlighting, I said it's not bad. that's what I, we were highlighting. Right, and right, then you also, but, but but just to clarify, that's the most important part. That's nice, but they that won't help them. If you ain't confident, none of, nothing that you um, point out is going to help them. You have to. Start you don't there. understand. That's where you don't understand if if I have value in myself and I go work for a Fortune 500 company where 90 percent of the people I work around is white, and I know my black culture, and I know my black value. That means shit to them. But what makes you, you think what but no, no what makes you think that life in general isn't taught um how people respond how people react being self-aware being aware of other people's emotions actually no knowing what the fuck you. you're talking about remember, having value we're in not, yourself we're not talking about adults. you know what you tell her thank you so much for coming up we really appreciate you I, baby i, I, I told you truth you you got it concrete right i just want to say one thing and we can move on oh a truth teller's point um if we are instilling confidence in them and they understand their value, they will be less apt to put up with someone's BS. They will be less apt to stay in an environment that's not conducive for them. They will be less apt to, you know, work for somebody and deal with, you know, their uh, their overt racism and and you know being uh, nooses like like the people at Tesla nooses hanging in lockers and deal with any of that because they understand their value. Like, you know what? Also, having me. fathers in the home that can also teach them about their blackness, but um, learning your culture, understanding your culture, having an education, being able to know what the fuck you're talking about, understanding your value, like you ain't just a pretty face and you dark skin, yeah. and so you thinking that you're deserving of um something for free. Understanding how to work smarter, not harder. Putting, yeah. uh, letting them understand other cultures, um, exposing them to different That's things. Like, what are you talking? 
talking about, bro? They understand other cultures. That's literally the art of war. And you said we didn't answer anything that he said. We're respond. He gave us pushback. He didn't answer a question. We're actually elaborating what on how hell? what we said will actually equip our children for the world. But nonetheless, I ain't about to deal with y'all. They like we we kicked them off because he disagreed. I don't even. He didn't have anything to disagree with. I mean, really and truly, like he, I, I wasn't offended by what he said. But nonetheless, like you can't give us. You know what? Go ahead, bro. What you what you got? What you got? I didn't even say, I didn't say any of that. Where you guys getting this stuff from? So what, what were you saying? Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You're to say I'll clarify. Nobody in your mouth, though, truth teller. I'll clarify. Let him say. I'll clarify. Because you can't cut me off from the chat. Bro, get to your point. Get to your point. So what I was explaining, what I was explaining was teaching your children the value of their culture. Their skin color is important. It's just not enough. Okay. That's what I Who was made the argument that it was well, enough? When he said to, when he said, what would you guys do to help your children combat this colorism thing? Colorism is racism, white supremacy. It's not enough to combat it. You have to okay. teach them about what it is. That's what was left out. But you guys but cut me off. Did you hear what Danny just Listen, said? Uh, oh, her her teaching she them about of... other cultures would include right, racism that's not and white supremacy. That wasn't in the answers that you guys okay, gave. Well, she just elaborated. We didn't speak to every single thing that. that we're doing. But anything else, truth teller? Girl, he just dropped down. Um, okay. Like I said, that energy is very chaotic. Um, if you leave off one thing that they feel like you're supposed to say... Or it's something that like, okay, if we don't do it, I I mean, if we, if we're not doing it, then our kids will be here to face the consequences, which your kids are already grown. And uh, Uh, and literally we have discussed, you think that I am literally as conscious as I am and I'm not teaching them about what white supremacy is. That's, that's a, that's a fact. I mean, that that's a given, like, come on, truth teller. Like you talk, because we didn't say that one specific thing, you feel like you got us. I mean, whatever. I mean, but it, it it'll they'll make you sound like you haven't lived in this world or you haven't experienced these things to teach your children about. And I I'm I'm just trying to figure out like why do you think that we would send our kids out here um without After all the knowledge that they need? Know. Yeah, come on. Like we I grew up in Mississippi. For crying out li- like come on woman. my children are young adults you think that we don't have conversations about white supremacy racism on a re- very regular basis several times a week come on that's that's a given i told you that energy was chaotic as hell um roger report what are your final thoughts welcome to the show brother <laughs> sorry i just god damn hey, it's all good it's all good i hope everyone's having a lovely evening um uh, Sister George, you actually just touched on one of the, ma- the major problems. Uh, if colorism is an issue, usually it's because there's not a father in the home. I, I, yep. keep, I keep saying this. Cultures don't exist when the men don't exist. If you eliminate men, you eliminate a culture. Why is why is colorism an issue for black women? They ain't got no daddy. The top psychologists in the world have already figured out that every person wants to be significant in some kind of way. And people are going to live a life to try to achieve significance. Plus, children want the approval of their fathers. You keep having kids who ain't got no daddy. Now, I understand colorism started to keep slaves in check and in order. We alone, we, we, we far away from that point. You know what I'm saying? Slavery officially ended in 1865. That's over 100, 
over 150 years ago. Colorism is the issue right now because y'all ain't got no daddies in the home. Period. You don't value blackness because you don't value the black men. They carry the blackness. You 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 don't value men in general. Kids see it. So therefore, any girl that's dark skinned is going to associate her worthlessness with the fact that black is not valued because she's going to look to men regardless. You can't help it. It's a psychological issue that everybody has. They're going to look toward men and they're going to especially look toward their father. If you keep putting out that their fathers are worthless, how is a girl who's dark supposed to think she's valuable? Period. Now, people can make all type of argument, but as soon as you eliminate men, you eliminate a culture. Period. There is no culture that exists where the men have, have been eliminated. And every single war, every single uh, place where somebody was conquered, once you killed off the men, you can let the small children stay, and you can let all the you can let the girls stay, and you can let the grown women stay. As soon as the men are gone, culture's over. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, colorism is a problem because black women make it a problem. It's just that simple. Now, when it comes down to it, as far as men are concerned, we should have no concern about co colorism because at the end of the day, it's the argument is about regulating a black man's preference. If women won't don't want black men to have preferences, then y'all can't have any either. And I know y'all ain't finna get that up, so I don't want to hear nothing about he got to be tall, he got to have some money, he got to have brown eyes or whatever it is. He got to have a six-pack, he got to you know muscles, or he got to have a procedure. Get rid of your preferences when you're ready for men to get rid of theirs. And if you ain't going to go there, just shut up about it. Talk about it amongst yourself. Don't bring it to men. It's not our problem at the end of the day. Any black man who wants a light-skinned woman is absolutely fine. He has a right to prefer whatever he wants to prefer for whatever reason he chose to prefer it. I don't care where it came from. It's on him to pick what he wants. If you don't want him picking what he wants, stop picking what you want. Enough said. Y'all have a great night. Thank That's you, a Roger. line stepper right there. Thank you, Brother um, Roger. <laughs> yeah. What, thank you. Big Truck, what are your final thoughts? Um, well, uh, again, great show. You know, you delivered another hood classic right there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my, my thing, I, I, I still stick by what I, I uh, said originally. Um, I, I think you're doing, well, not you, but I'm saying, I, I think it's uh, a disservice is being done to young black women by constantly bombarding them with this media that shows black, young black women acting a fool and being loud and acting stupid all of the time. And I think that it's more of a, a nurture versus nature argument. And uh, just like what the man just said a second ago, you don't have a black father in the home or most of these homes. And then they're being socially conditioned through the media. And that's why they're repeating a lot of this um, behavior, because that's where it's learned from. And um, just like he said, he's like, um, don't blame black men for having their preferences is if they're if they're first if what should be their first choice is considered to be toxic by them and they find it that they have to go out and they have to get something somewhere else in order to get what they're missing or what they're not getting from what they sh from who they should be getting it from so that's that's my only point but yeah thanks a lot guys and um you know i'll see you guys later and everything i hope you all have a good week and everything
Thank, Thank you, you so much, Big Truck. We appreciate you. Even though you don't like dark-skinned women, we appreciate you and your commentary. You know, the sad thing about it is the first the first chick that I dated was a dark-skinned woman and everything. But um, she, you know, she moved out of state. And then next thing you know, I found out she's dating white boys. So my thing is, okay, fine. So that, that's how they seek revenge on us. No, well, I didn't, no, no, no. I, I, listen, first of all, I check on her social media regularly just to make sure things aren't getting any better for her. Listen. Ain't, her, her, so that's, that's ain't nothing wrong know. with that big truck. Nothing women, wrong with that. Women. That's yeah. right. All right, Thank later, you. later. <laughs> Thank you, my big all right, uh, Mr. Research, what are your final thoughts? Gangster Grills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mississippi Burner, we with that shit shout. Wow. You know I am. You know, when it comes to my husband or my kids, that's a no-no. It's going to be a no every time. And y'all know I'm going to lose my shit every mm-hmm. time. I be trying not to, but... You don't I mean, shoot that's the thing. You human, just like I said when that girl, like you know, you say certain they, things. She was gonna get that dark skin and rage right back on her ass. Exactly what that chick said was fighting words. That was offensive, just like that chick with Tommy. She felt like what he was saying was fighting words. <laughs> you know, somebody, you know, hey, that's what I was trying to explain to you earlier. But I, I feel you. See, concrete. You look like a person to come in and kick, kick, kick to the stomach at the last minute. That person not already hit the pit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you laugh. That's what you do. All right. Let me let me say this. Uh, you know, I stayed away for a while because, you know, I, I've come to understand some some people who come on stage, it just seemed like they want to fight with y'all. And, you know, I'm I'm not gonna pander to y'all, but it's like I, I just be hoping that sometimes because you guys are trying to have an intellectual conversation mo- most of the time. And some sometimes dudes are just Jesus Christ. So I'm going to try to end on a very positive note. Like I talked about uh, black, the Black Joy Parade. Please, everybody, go look that up. We have people flying in from Sacramento, flying in uh, from L.A. And you two can come down and enjoy all this blackness. You'll see people uh, dancing around uh, from every group, whether you're Delta, whether you're Omega, whether you're the Masons, whether you just uh, Sister George and Concrete with a podcast. Everybody comes down and gets in the parade to show white folks that we can collectively get along and just smile with all this darkness. Uh, something that I do, the hell? something that I do every year, uh, I try to buy books for the boys. So um, I'll show you really quick this book. This is the Brown Boy Joy, written by. Uh, oh, I've seen that uh, book. Uh, Harp, uh, Tamika Booker. Mm-hmm. And I'll go buy probably $100 worth of these books and I'll go down to the orphanage or I also volunteer for Big Brothers of San Francisco. I will give those books out. Uh, this is something black men can easily do rather than sit up here and insult Sister George and Concrete Rose. You can actually affect change. But, uh, I, you know, some, sometimes I wonder what is the manosphere for? Because we got 10 years of really no results, just a lot of arguments. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going to say it because, you know, shit, I'm already hated. You know, so we, we just got like 10 years of no results. We just create more angry people. And now the women are on their side just creating angry women. Christian Carrison ain't got nowhere to go. She mad. Uh, all out war over there. Everybody trying to get rent money. So what are we doing, Black people? Are we trying to make it easy for Indians to take over so our children have nothing? 
it's, you know, think about where you work right now. Can your son go work where you work right now? Or does he have to hustle and go get some hustle money off the internet, Bitcoin? Can can the uh, sisters have their daughters come in where they work? Hey, that's Sister George's daughter. You know what I'm saying? But we we not. We we on the internet arguing. Arguing. The shit is nuts. I have laughed the most I have ever laughed over here at this show today. <laughs> just 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 the wars and and Jesus Christ talking about children. Oh <laughs> God. Just you know. I'm some sometime I feel like if I was white, I probably had a plantation too, because some of y'all make it so easy. Oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous. Man. Whoa, whoa. I, I mean, look, I gotta say it though. I mean I, I, I enslave your own people. I, I literally no, I said if I was white. Because look, here, here, here's the thing what's so funny is white people, I mean black people, we used to be about pride. We used to be about honor. Yeah, there was a couple of hundred thousand of us acting wrong, but majority of us was trying to really have excellence. Now, with all this internet money, with all this knowledge at our disposable in our hand, we're really trying to sign up as Ku Klux Klan members. We say the most anti-black stuff in black spaces more than white people do. So this is just crazy now, man. So anyway, um, thank you for allowing me to speak, man. Uh, I hope things get better because, like I said, man, I, I, I love sisters, but I'm not going to have sisters uh, jeopardize my circle, jeopardize my life. You know what I'm saying? Do all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, sisters got to get that right. And we need to see C-Rose get up there on the podium and be the new Maya Angelou, and Sister George is finally gonna put Mr. Research in the footnotes of her book, uh, how I used to be wild and now I'm cool, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just waiting for the book in the footnote. I mean, it, everything else could be dedicated to curling, but I just want the footnote, you know? Mr. Research said I can do it. That's all I need, with a thumb I got up. you, I got you. <laughs> all right, then, peace out, man. And please go buy Brown Boy Joy. Uh, just look it up, everybody. Uh, help, uh, help, help, help Ms. Booker, uh, you know, really push this stuff. She's getting more and more popular. She does this for... She in Walmart people. and Target. She's on Amazon and, e- and, and uh, eBay. Rock okay. that out. All right. All right, Thank peace you, out. Mr. Thank you, Mr. Research. Um, Roguish, what are your final thoughts? Uh, <laughs> um, I think we need to take the some things seriously because it's a cultural objective before black accusation of black women and uh, black men. Um, growing up, I was the darkest cat. I was the darkest cat in my family. My family light skinned, hazel eyes, big lips. I'm uh, dark skinned, you know what I'm saying? Brown eyes, thin lips, and shit. So, so I got all the you black, you black, you black. Um, but I noticed it was dark skinned people doing the you black, light skinned people doing the you black. You know, you already knew that you had problems with pills or whatever. So it's like, all right, there's something about this darkness that people just, I don't know, love the shit on, whatever. What is it about? It didn't make me hate it. It made me take a look at it. Now, with, with dark-skinned women, you understand that they're definitely getting that. Um, if we're getting that from an objective level, then they're definitely got to be in to their own reality. But the way that you fix it is that you you got to look at why you believe why you believe them when they say that you have this particular type of aesthetic value. And and it's like, you know, I've always been team black women. 
and dark women, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, y'all farthest from pilgrims. Uh, light-skinned women, we thought light-skinned women was crazy. I always thought that. Um, light-skinned women were crazy in the motherfucker, and white bitches don't even fuck with them unless you pimp Um, But when it comes to the whole value system, some of darkness i think that we need to re we need to rethink that y'all need to rethink it to yourselves and then we need to rethink that as a community as a community because this isn't our paradigm this isn't our narrative this is a narrative of another fucking people who will watch our women try to turn themselves into and then be like well y'all gotta judge amongst this fake bitch of, of us who y'all want it's like nah baby be the real you but when we tell y'all to be the real you it's too simple for you nah i gotta do all this shit that a white bitch do nah just just do you get clean put some water on don't be ashy and be fit and we're gonna be all right <laughs> that nigga said don't be ashy bro <laughs> thank you Rogish. i was trying to say thank you, you roguish absolutely I, I, roguish came with some some hot points tonight so thank you thank you brother look i just Rich. came to call bullshit. Uh-oh. i just came to call bull i just came to call bullshit. look colorism get the fuck out of here Dicks don't discriminate. Fuck out of here. You, can you, you feel me? Straight up. Look, nobody looking at the complexion of your skin when they dick get hard. They looking at you. Oh my god. What you talking about? Why do you have to? What? French. Why the thing is, though, like that wasn't even the basis. Like we do know that colorism exists, and I think Danny has laid out an argument specifically. If we think about it, what about regionally? What if, like Among... in the deep south? In the amongst, amongst who does colorism exist? It doesn't exist Black amongst people. the motherfuckers that possess a dick. <laughs> Good night. I'm so done with him. <laughs> I'm just saying, it doesn't exist amongst us. It doesn't y'all. No, if you are in certain areas, like if you come to Bible Belt South, um, you probably... Uh, yeah, Atlanta would not Atlanta be considered Bible Belt it's not Bible Belt South. What do you mean? If Bible you, Belt is Georgia, Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama. Georgia, Georgia. If you're talking about like Savannah, Georgia, Macon, Georgia, Macon, that's right. a different. Um, Atlanta's the big, the big, big city. Who talking to Macon niggas? Who's doing that? Me, nigga. Whatever. Carlin is not from Macon. Yes, he is. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Why you talk okay. like that, then? But what you want? Grinch, the point is it happened, it, it exists in along the Bible Belt. Deep, deep. Okay, deep, it's uh, among the Bible Belt. Y'all just gonna exclude Atlanta like Atlanta ain't smack dab in the middle of Atlanta that is like a, a metropolitan city, like and it's been like a huge city for decades. Like it may not have some of the issues that rural Georgia has. So you telling me that colorism is an issue because these these fucking boom coon niggas out in Macon and everywhere else that <laughs> Don't matter. You, you telling me it's an issue because of that? No, we're not saying that it's an issue because of that. We never said we weren't really talking about the factor of like real life colorism. We were talking about uh, dark skinned women and right. um, how we're perceived as uh, constantly aggressive everywhere. And the conversation evolved to colorism. We did address certain aspects of colorism. Like I do believe colorism does exist in the deep, deep South. Um, other than that, that was it. What else you got? Okay. Well, let me say, let me say this then. And, and wrap it up. Cause I'm hungry. All right. All right. I'm going to go on. You know, I'm dark skin and violent. I'm going to get up out of here. But look, <laughs> what, what this is what I'm saying. Look, when it comes to the skin tone thing, 
that is a micro issue when you come to the races. It's something that is within black culture. It is black folks that discriminate. And the thing is, let's be real, when you deal with it outside your race, it's on some shit of a level of familiarity. Dark skin makes you exotic, believe it or not. And so the thing is, for other people outside the race, I know divestment is such a thing where people trying to do now. Look, I've seen, look, I'm not going to say plenty, but the, the girls I see who deal outside of their race and all that other shit, I see them and they be brown skinned sometimes. Like they be darker sometimes. Like that shit's not, that shit don't matter. What matter is how you present. Like, look, yes, just like how black men walk out here and they could be in a suit and the nigga assume some gangster shit. That's a nigga trying to be ignorant. Just like if a dark skinned girl come out here and the, they treat you as if you're something that you're not. They're trying to do that. Everywhere you go, you're going to be treated like what you are and what you're worth. The world will tell you. Fuck everybody else. Fuck these YouTube shits. Look, the world will tell you what your worth is. And if you can, as a black person walking to different arenas and you feel me, come out with your respect, come out with people respecting you, you're good. But this whole dark skin, oh, they don't like me. And ooh, do, do, do. Like, nigga, no, they don't like you because you got a fucking fat ass gut. Nigga, they don't like you because you got a stink ass attitude. They don't like it because of fucking dark skin. Fuck out of here. Okay, Grinch. That's all I gotta I say. Know, Look, go, go, wrap up this show, motherfuckers. <laughs> Good night. Grinch. So dumb with y'all. Good night. <laughs> That's why I'm not even gonna go back and forth with him. Good night. <laughs> I, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. What um, the hell did you do to our? Is it? Are we back in retrograding? Is is Markeisha? That's the listen. That's the this energy has been chaotic as hell all day long. It's been beef after beef, trigger after trigger. Um, I don't know what the hell y'all got going on, but can y'all stop? Like, I I I just want to say I have a few closing comments. I'll make it quick. Um, so you don't curse me out, child, because. And I have no Hennessy like the whole show. Listen, that's all right. You can take a shot after this. I just want to say that I feel like dark skinned women, a lot of dark skinned women haven't really been affirmed in their lives. Um, I don't think, I do think a part of it is likely the fact that they didn't have a father in the home, or if they did have a father, maybe he didn't actively affirm them because he was trying to work to pay the bills. But the thing is, like, you're literally building the character of a little one when you're raising children. It's important to constantly affirm them, to make sure that they are knowledgeable about the world outside of your four walls, but to also equip them with the confidence and this, um, you know, self-assuredness and the value um, in themselves. To, to so that they're prepared to take on the world. Um, I say all that to say I found it interesting that there was a like little separate dichotomy that was going on on the on the um, panel. Like literally, like the last several people talked about the fact that uh, not having a father in the home was a crucial part of why some of these young girls are, don't feel secure and why they are um, essentially 
falling privy to colorism. But then you have people on the in the chat saying that men have zero to do with colorism. They don't have nothing to do with colorism. You're right. literally saying not having a man in the home is why these kids are falling. These people are falling victim to colorism. So if men, black men don't have a consistent message, you can't be upset when women are then generalizing black men because maybe most of the black men around them, they're hearing say one thing and then, you know, they're not hearing the, the um, the point that you're making for most of the men around them. Like literally we saw it here on this channel where half the men were saying one thing and half the men were saying a completely different thing. You guys don't even have one overall message. Um, lastly, I just mm. want to say mm. that- Shit, um, y'all ass up then. Yeah, you know, combating it, combating colorism is a man's job. Like literally fathers have to do that. They see it in the women that you pick, what you find beautiful, you telling them that they are beautiful and assuring them that there's nothing more beautiful than their little brown faces like literally that is a father's job they say that but then um, go get with a light-skinned woman go ahead <laughs> listen i'm she looking at that too though i'm telling you the young girls right. are looking at that too um yeah um uh, that's all i I'll say I'll leave it at that. Um, this was a very interesting conversation. It got a little heated at times, but it was a good conversation. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Just you know, a little, little, little friction. Um, nothing that we couldn't handle. But I enjoyed the conversation. I think that it was really, really dope. Oh, the last thing I want to say that for women who are, if you're not a black woman, if you are not an African American woman, a dark skinned woman, and yet you have these notions that about black women that you derive from statistics let's say statistics but you don't have any intimate knowledge of what it's like to be a black woman or what it's like to be a dark-skinned woman you're not one you haven't lived in their shoes you haven't even lived alongside of them then i think that you have a very limited perspective and you should keep that in mind when you are um you know relaying your opinions about said women uh, aside from that, this was good. I enjoyed it. It was dope. Can't wait to do it again on Sunday. And yeah, that's it. All right. Um thank you all for coming out. A shout out to everybody that joined the panel except Trinity. Um it was a good conversation. Uh shout out to the chat. Also, shout out to Katie for the cash app. We will see you guys back here on Sunday. Y'all have a good night. We out. Thank God. Because y'all got on my goddamn nerves. Oh, let me drop.